0: Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio, it's time for the call-in show, Sunday night, time for a street fight, as always, we want to hear from you, Uh, the number to dial is 614-655-3887, tell us what's going on with uh, coronavirus bullshit at your work, you know, is your boss trying to scam the PPP program, Um, are they making you work? Under horrible circumstances I'm sure they are We've heard a lot about it and been sharing a lot Um, Or I mean other stuff as well You know we might hear from uh, You never know who we might hear from But please feel free to call in Um, We are Street Fight Radio Number one anarcho-comedy radio show On any station across the nation And I'm Brett, he's Brian We've been doing this for a very long time And we're trying to spread this mess Across the U.S. So that Eventually, um, shit is different. Um, I would like things, everything to be completely different than what they are right now, but this is what we're dealing with. So, welcome to the show. Oh, I also wanted to say at the top of this, I apologize for being so rude to the drunk guy at the end of the last show. And nobody said anything to me, but after I was hung up, I just was like, man, that was the wrong way to handle that. I was not judging anything about you or your life i have been there as well um you made a silly mistake and called in like that and we should have just canceled it without you know all the exposition that i put on it
1: yeah that's nice of
0: you yeah it was i I was unfair to you and i don't want you to i don't want you to to feel like you know i i I have any judgment about who you are or, or you know what kind of a person you are that you're bad or anything like that i'm I'm drinking fucking malt liquor right now. So um, I'm right there with you. And if you're under the age of 30, um, I definitely was the same way. I'm on Seroquel right now. So I feel
1: Tight. kind of tired, actually, okay. from taking my medicine that I was told wouldn't make me tired and weird. So I'm dealing with that. Uh, you so know. Seroquel sucks. Those doctors have the worst drugs. Well, they, they have the good ones. They just give you the bad I guess. I don't know. I took them because
0: I was... What's going on? Can you put your backpack on the mic stand to... Yeah. There's nothing in it. Oh. I thought it was full of stuff. No. There's
1: nothing in it, so it's not going to stand. Okay. Got it. Uh-oh. We're coming out from the internet now. Yeah, I'm just tired. I just fucking... I took the stuff Well, that kind of makes I'm sense I'm feeling though. a little bit anxious. I'm going to take this shit. Then I left. I mean, if you're like, and then like, I tried to take kratom to like counteract it, but that's not working. So uh, I'm kind of just, I'm, I'm, you know, hey, I'm in another world right now for the for the time being. I'm in a weird space in my life where I'm just going to be taking new pills all the time.
0: Yeah, seeing to try, what they do. Try them all out. Get to be a, yeah, yeah, to be a guinea pig yeah
1: yeah yeah can't just do what works. you gotta do all the things that don't work before you can do
0: what works that's
1: how that's how you get things done. That's how the medical thing works so uh, everything's opening up this week, so I expect our uh phone call phone calls next week to be pretty bad. I am uh, nervous about that, yeah, uh, gonna probably change my walk. you think Actually, so I am yeah I'm You're not just gonna, gonna avoid people well, it's just I'm not gonna fucking go walking around on high street now, you know. Right. Like when everything was closed, it felt relatively safe. Like nobody was out there, but like, people are going to have to go out there. They're going to make them go back to work. And then the places are going to be open no matter what. And then there's a certain amount of people that are going to go out anyway, because they don't think it's real. But I saw a poll today that says 71% of people are like, we're opening things up too early. And it's like, so let's just gear everything toward the 29%
0: of people who don't think
1: that, Right, right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and people are ter- i mean they're terrible at it um once again i mean uh most people don't even if they if they are self-isolating and stuff they still don't they still forget to believe in it when they're outside like the few times i've had to wait in a line it's just kind of like back off like yeah everybody is going to wait like they're doing the same thing i, I- Waiting for fast food or waiting for food at a counter with a bunch of people is like the most infuriating thing in the world because people are just so weird and so laser focused and have no more manners when they're waiting for a Coney dog outside of a Dairy Queen. Yeah. Window. Yeah. And like, they just lose all sense of reasoning and they just want a dilly bar and they will like squeeze past you to get it. It's like when I was into the grocery store, where people are still like impatient and are like, "Can I, can I squeeze around you?" And it's like, "No, you can't, motherfucker. You can't. You wait. You take five. You add five seconds to this groceries trip. Yeah, because you had to wait for me to find the right fucking bean in this aisle." Yeah, I
1: keep trying to like. I'm not going to the grocery store. I don't want to go next week. I feel like it's going to be just like it was when that night but that the night it all happened and everybody went to the grocery store i feel like i don't and know yeah, i don't know what's going to happen i just saw ha- a picture right before we log, but right before we started of some place in colorado that opened on mother's day as like a constitutional right apparently or something and uh it was packed full of people not wearing masks and shit it was just like people are just like yeah let's just do it fuck
0: it i saw a picture of a tj max Uh, that was completely full. There was probably 50 people in the picture and two of them had masks on.
1: Makes me feel like, (laughs) why did we, we we shouldn't have locked it down. Might as well not? What the fuck? What's the point? Yeah. Anymore. If everybody's just going to fucking get it and die. Fuck. We could have been open. We could have been on tour.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I wouldn't have. I definitely would be following... I'm going to be following it no matter what I am too, I I told... But I'm saying that, The government isn't making me do this.
1: I'm uh, reading stuff. I'm saying that, like, I find it very weird that Mike DeWine was this dude who was, like... He was, like, leading the... Like, leading a lot of red states and doing what we were supposed to do. And then to end it early just wipes it all away. It just just is, like, okay, well, I mean... You didn't do
0: anything there then. Yeah. You didn't
1: do nothing. You just the-
0: closed everything.
1: If everything's going to fucking be open then let's just open everything up.
0: Uh here's the thing man, where I mean historically the second wave is where people start losing, you know, loved ones at a pace that becomes alarming. You wait you think a lot of rock, old rock stars have died now. Wait until 3 weeks from now. Yeah. Cuz that's the fucked up thing too is they open it up. And then there's that long ass thing. So there's three weeks of people cheering at bars and like, we beat COVID. We did it. We did it. And then when June gets here, they're going to be sharing a fucking, uh, they're going to be sharing a ventilator together instead of a pint. Talk
1: to my immunocompromised fucking mom today. And she was like, oh, I saw they're opening up. I called my hair lady right away. And I was like, mom, don't go get your hair done. You're not leaving the house anyway. Just don't do it. I mean, my family, all three of us have decided we're not changing yeah. anything from the way it's been for the past month or two, or I can't even fucking tell anymore, but we've decided we ain't changing shit because it's scary and stupid and Katie's work. I don't think they're going to make her go back. Yeah. Anytime soon, you know? So what I know, I, I mean, she might have to go back once a week. Yeah. But they're going to stagger like everybody so that like they're none of them, they're not in the office at the same time. So, I mean, I don't know. I just think like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, like I said, I the don't key- know why you shut it down if you're just going to open it back up
0: early. I don't know like what the fucking point was. Capital because, yeah, I, I hate saying, I hate that word so much saying it as the reason, but um, they just have to have transactions. They really do. You like what are they supposed to do? Let us all be safe and give us money for our bills? Mhm. Yeah. Like that sounds that's ludicrous to say to a Republican or a Democrat. Yeah. To say, how about you keep everybody safe? We don't need very much. Canada's doing it, you know. It fucking rocks when they say
1: let's keep everybody. They they want to keep everybody safe, so they fly drones around in foreign countries and kill teenagers. But, or, or bomb weddings, but then when it comes to keeping us safe from a pandemic, they're just like, we can't do that because uh, fucking dad's gene hut has to be open tomorrow.
0: I mean, there's a lot of beer distributors that need to, to, <laughs> to sell these kegs to bars. Winding Creek Winery needs to
1: be open or fucking the whole thing falls apart. Yeah fuck dude you know i don't want to come back to a world where it's only businesses that could survive a pandemic that's not what i'm saying but i think we could keep these fucking restaurants afloat during this thing yeah i think we could do it we have the money richest country in the world they're just like not looking for anywhere to take the money and the people with the money are the most powerful ones and they're like i gotta get these people back to work i gotta sell more teslas
0: well, and that's the thing too is I know I run like the way I run my money is very fast and loose as well. Like I'm always betting on something else coming in to take care of other things, and they're they're totally in charge of it. Like they're in control. They have all the they have all the power to put things on hold, but still keep us on the hook for them. Yeah, you know, like they could do, they could make, they could pause mortgages and then just add them on to the end once we get back to once there's a vaccine. You know. Yeah. But. Like, they weren't even willing to do that. They're just like, we're gonna, some of you are gonna have to die. I mean, it seems like a really
1: simple move to tell banks, like,
0: we're not just not gonna do it. It's on hold, it's not
1: happening. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna do a new kind of plague money during the pandemic. All the money starts over during the pandemic, and then it's a pause. We each get whatever money we get, which I wouldn't like because I'm still making my money. Sure. You know.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's uh, I mean... I ain't doing shit, I'm not going We're just going, going into, we're just going in, I'm just, we are going into the part of, his. now that I've, like, read history, it sucks, because then you understand where things are going. Like, this is why I like to remain ignorant, I don't know why I researched shit, I really shouldn't have looked further Didn't into this. Didn't look into this. I felt so did stupid. did wasn't
1: gonna do it, was it? Well, I know, you have a reason if i was you i would have looked into it too because you you did you did like early on be like this ain't shit and then got yelled at yeah and i would have been like oh i'm gonna look into this probably and sure. i was i'm nervous about everything so like it's not like i wasn't like i was erring on the side of the whole world's falling apart tomorrow and i think that every day it's of not my even entire like life
0: that. the <laughs> shitty thing about it is that it's so it's not even it's such a mild thing it's not like the end of the world at all But it's a very manageable thing. And once again, I mean, this is how we ended up who we are. It's just frustrating to watch the people that are in charge not really get what the fuck is happening. And really just be focused on making their money and, you know, selling us all out. I mean, they don't care.
1: Again, like, my wife went and saw her parents yesterday. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that again for a while. I'm pretty sure. She, like, stopped to drop a card off. And they gave her these. Uh, It's not a sponsorship So I don't But they're called Wizzy wipes And it's toilet paper Inside of a tube And you have to Reconstitute it With water And he said "I." Her dad was like I don't have to worry About nothing I got the, the, the toilet paper I got these wipes And Katie was like How do you get them wet? And he was like Well you stick them In a creek or something Like cause he was like You can use these While you're hiking If you have to pee She's like How would I get it wet? And he was like Just put them in a creek And I was like Mm, I, you
0: know, yeah, I'm not wiping with creek water, <laughs>
1: but, uh, I, I reconstituted one and there's no way this dude's duties are going to, but he would have to reconstitute a whole pack of these. It's things. like a wet wipe. It's a, no, it's a dry wipe. Here, dry? I'll throw it to you. But and, I uh, you moist. just get it wet and then you get it wet. You, you run it underwater. I, he went to take it like a
0: pill. Yeah. On the stream, I joked about it. It would be so funny to swallow <laughs> it and have it expanded my throat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I just, and then he's like, I'm not worried about coronavirus. And then it's like, you live in the middle of nowhere and you never leave your fucking house. Uh, I don't have a, I wanted to Just it. go out. You can go put water on it out there. It'll fucking open up as soon as you put water from the sink on it. I wanted or to Crick soak water. it
0: in malt liquor and see if I could squeeze, squeeze it out. Yeah. Crick water. This you can is, use uh, Crick water. What's it
1: called? Wizzy wipes. Ugh. They're for when you pee. You got to go pee when you're hiking. You get a little wipey pill. Yeah. It's weird, man. Like, they're prepping, right? Like, why are they prepping if it's not a big fucking deal? That's the question. What are you prepping for? Oh, God, I have to prep because fucking... I'm trying to think of a store. It's just driving me fucking nuts. Thread. uh, A a women's boutique called Thread isn't open for business today. So I fucking... Preparing for the worst. It'll be like nuclear war. It's just so stupid. I, I fucking, I fucking hate this country. It's I kind do. of, it's like gauze ish. Yeah, kind of like gauze. There's no way a grown man's doo-doo is gonna fucking. So those are just, just like for yeah. Pinging. This is
0: okay, okay. I thought it was that wild. <laughs> this is too holy for me to trust. I know. I know. Look at this. It's cheesecloth. This is It's, cheap cloth. <laughs> it's so worthless. Dude, don't shake hands with that guy. He's got poop all over
1: him. (laughs) Well, there's no way you use that for a duty of a grown man, of my father-in-law's size. Where they had to fucking, they babysit kids for, they babysit their nieces and nephews, and they're getting paid in meat. Because, (laughs) (laughs) like, like me, like Like my, my, my. My sister-in-law is paying them to babysit her kids in piles of meat. Does she get butchered cows or something, or does she? Have no, cows? she's going to the store and getting meat, trading oh. the meat for babysitting services because there is a meat shortage. I'm not. I'm not against that meat. Just yeah, meat's out. Meat is like the thing you don't need. That's the thing in the house you don't need, and also those wipes for when you whiz in the woods. So weird. He also used and- the N-word within minutes of them getting there. My daughter just was, they, Katie was like, they got there. They went to drop off a card. be nice, social distance, everything. I do have some news though. Turn them into stoners. Okay. I turn my in-laws into stoners. No, man. <laughs> They're asking for. Well, you didn't finish your other story. Well, it, it just, like, Gwank you in there? the car. I, hell no. No, I'm not going anywhere, dude. Okay. I don't want to go out there. I thought it was stupid to go out there in the first place. So he just like
0: yelled it from six feet away? He called
1: pigeons. Oh, God. Yeah, it's just like that kind of
0: thing. Ugh. You know?
1: And it's just like, dude, why do you do this when Gwen? Because like, here's the fucking thing, right? Me and Brad are rough around the edges, guys. We've been around every single kind of person there is. You know, I've been around racists all my life. You're not going to say something racist and shock my sensibilities or something. My daughter's delicate. My daughter is a delicate flower of a child who doesn't hear those words ever and, like, has recently been telling me the worst possible thing could happen is for her to hear the N-word to hear her to hear somebody say that. Okay. And then she hears her grandpa say it. And it's like, God, what do you even do about family members like that? Like, they just show off around a teenager. You know? They're like I really think he's showing off.
0: He is. No, He's just being a
1: funny, edgy guy showing off, you know? Because who would fucking say that? What fucking real person I mean, he would wants say to, that?
0: He just wants to make you mad. Like you said, this is his grandpa's good time is when the kids come over and he says stuff to make the liberals squeal. Yeah. So yeah, that's
1: a lot of grandpas these days too. Their good time is like making liberals freak. Yeah. But yeah, so they threw cards at them and left and I hope they don't go back out there again. They're, they're sequestered. I don't know. You know, my wife, my kid, and those two haven't been anywhere, but, uh, it still is just like, I also heard somebody that works in the hospital that's related to my my wife isn't getting any hazard pay at all. And she's not a nurse. Right. She's not a doctor. She's not a janitor either. She does, like, she I think she fills IV bags. Okay. But isn't getting any hazard pay at all to work in the hospital. And, like, part of me was like, well, you know, when they're, there's a pandemic and you work at the hospital, you're going to have to expect people are going to come to the hospital. But, like, damn, don't they deserve something for coming there? You yeah, know?
0: that's the most exposure.
1: Like $10 an hour or
0: something? Ten extra dollars? Anybody around it deserves it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, I mean, it doesn't matter what your job is. Like, even the janitors. They, it doesn't matter I know if, that. if they're doing the fucking... If they're well, doing I think the janitors sh- even more is, like, sort of they're dealing with the waste and stuff, you know? It's all the whole place is is I think that's all evil. I don't think equal. I don't think anybody is doing yeah. any any doing any more exposure. I also want to correct something
1: that I said last week and maybe didn't articulate correctly. I don't think Kroger is a good company. I didn't say that they were good, yeah. but I said they're positioning themselves as the good guys. Yeah, they are. In town And, uh, we do know now that they're, after we did that show the day after they can't, they announced that they were canceling hazard pay next week. I didn't see that after we said all that stuff. And I think like somebody messaged me that works at Kroger and was just like, Hey, uh,
0: Kroger's not that great. I mean, I they we are positioning, positioning themselves
1: as the guy. Go-
0: yeah, you we were I, saying it cynically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that they were they were setting up drive-throughs as a marketing campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. COVID testing. I never yeah, said they were I just doing think I job. said
1: like that they're trying. You know, I uh-huh. think in my I probably said something like they're trying, but you know, the dude was just like, yeah, I I work there. I've been working there for a few years. I make ten fifty an hour, so yeah. they're not like. Great or anything. And I was like, yeah, I know I work- People don't know this, but I worked at Kroger also for almost nine months when wow, I was 18 years old. And, uh, yeah, they paid me five fifteen an hour. And, um, um I got fired for going to Lollapalooza. That was the happens. whole big thing. Yeah. It, you know, at Kroger, the thing that I never experienced at any other job ever is you have to call your, uh, boss's Mr. or Mrs.
0: Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because they have kids there? Like, I don't 30- know. 30-year-old man has to call his yes. fucking boss
1: Mr. Quimby? Mr. Man. His name was Ken Man. Mr. Mr. Man. Oh, I like that. Then. And I had to go up and, like, at an 18-year-old, just feeling my roots as an adult, you know? Like, I'm finally an adult. I'm graduated from school. I don't have to take orders for nobody. And I'm like, Mr. Man, may I please have a... do. you have to call them all Mr. or Mrs. Like, yeah. that's that's the rules there. Uh There was... Denise, which we called Mrs. Denise. Yes. Which is that seems smart, Alecky. But that was what we called her. She was mean and she yelled at everybody. She requested it? Yeah, Miss Denise. But you do you do have to do Mr. I- or Mrs. because if you want to be called by your first name, you fuck up the whole convention at the place so they still make you do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she's like, I want to be called by my first name. But the but the, like, the customs in the place are like, well, you still have to be Mrs. Denise or yeah. Ms. Denise. Yeah. And it's just like, that was always the weirdest thing about working there for me was having to call my manager, Mr. Man.
2: Hey, Mr. Man. Hey, Mr.
1: Man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mr. Man is who I threatened to fight. He's my another manager that I wanted to fight. He would have whipped my ass. He would have wiped the floor with me. Mm-hmm. And then like what he did so kindly for me, he's a manager, you know. Asshole, whatever. But what he kindly did for me instead of whipping my ass is he had two guys carry me out while I yelled at him so it made me look like the tough guy. Yeah, that's great. You know what I mean? Like so he had like these two guys, they're like, Come on, Brian, let's go. And they they kind of lifted under me. I was like, I'll fuck you up. And perfect. <laughs> I, I was like, Thanks. I mean, now I wanna thank Mr. Man Mr. Man now for making me look like a badass. <laughs> Getting dragged out of the grocery store.
0: Yeah. We can um, take some calls. Yeah, I wanted to say. I also wanted to say before all the horrible Corona shit uh, that I did have. I have had a really good time this week uh, on this website called HumbleBundle.com. They will sell you a big bundle of video games for super cheap, and I got this board game pack from Asmodee Digital for twelve dollars, and it has Small World, Carcassonne, Love Letter, Kings and Assassin, Potion Explained. Potion, uh, Explosion, Splendor, and uh, I've been playing that all week long. We have the touchscreen laptops, so me and my wife have just been sitting in bed and playing Splendor until like 3 in the morning. It's fucking awesome. So if you're on Steam and you want to play board games, I'm not going to play Destiny 2. I'm not going to play Doom Eternal. I'm playing board games on Steam. (laughs) So if you're into that, add me on Steam the name is just Street Fight Radio with spaces in between. Uh, or you can DM me and I'll send you an in- invite to my profile. But uh, that's, yeah, I've been enjoying that. I've been trying to find stuff that uh, it, it is making me happy. And uh, the other thing also this week in my journey of metal, Brian. Yeah. I fi- I realize how much new metal sucks this week. Don't say that. Yeah, I've been really? listening to like Ozzy from like, metal from 68 to basically 88 like all of the stuff yeah. and today i listened to got the life by corn and immediately <laughs> it sounded horrible and i had the realization of like all the old guys in the 90s when that stuff was happening when like this fucking sucks because there's no guitar solos at all yeah which i hate well, I hate guitar. I only solos. like guitar solos. Yeah. And there's no like it's not blues-based anymore. It totally leaves no, it's it totally leaves the blues-based rhythms all that I fucking gone. love. That's what I've been listening to it. Not th- I mean I still like new metal, but I'm just saying I've solely been listening to like uh fucking Budgie, Prang Mantis, um UFO, Saxon, uh all these like 70s 80s British bands and it's, I can just now. I can immediately hear the difference in new metal. I, I totally get it. It's weird. New metal listeners, I'll never leave you. I am the biggest fan. I'm your.
1: I'm the biggest supporter of the genre of music, and I will stay with you forever. I'm not I saying it's, it's bad. bad.
0: I'm just saying I was primed to have this. I was somehow primed to have the same feeling of every old man, every Metallica fan that was 40 years old in 1995. You know. Like, yeah. what the hell is this shit? Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, got the
1: life. I, I, there are, they did get rid of all the solos, which I think actually happens every about seven or eight years to 10, every decade is like, somebody's like, let's get these fucking solos out of here. I hate them. My and then they go away hard. and then they come back and then they go away. I mean uh, in the early 2000s solos went away but then the Mars true. Volta and stuff like that came out Lamb of and God. Then their solos came back and then the solos go away and people get tired of them. It's like a whole Well, I never tire of solos. I do. I did. I love a fucking bass solo. That's yeah. cuz Iron Maiden. Yeah. Yeah, I do too cuz of uh I want to thank uh uh also Nick our our accountant for sending me a bunch of uh magazine uh heavy metal uh, comic books. I haven't been able to look through them yet, but uh, I will, because comic books take five minutes to read.
0: So, there's that. All right. Let's get some people on the phones. I was reading the chat. Matt in the chat agrees, says the classical influence of old school is gone with new metal. Which is good. I mean, I understand the attitude. I I do. I'm not saying I I think the music is bad. I just somehow... I really just have marinated myself in the old stuff so much that it now it just sounds wrong. It's like yeah, we, I have to listen. What's going on? this? Isn't somebody going to scream like a like an opera singer or something at some point? I have to listen to new metal
1: at least twice a month. So like I just it's always there. It's always kind of like sort of uh, uh, rotating yeah. into my music listening where it's like no matter what i'm listening to twice a month i got to take 2 3 days and listen to okay. a new metal album okay you know so I, I i'm never not used to it i'm i'm constant i'm like immune i i have heard immunity which is the wrong way to use that but i thought i would just use it cuz it's topical i have immunity to heavy metal you know or to new metal where it's like i don't i don't need a solo i like the rapping i like the the heavy bass and and i like the breakdowns which is basically what they took from metal, was breakdowns.
0: You gotta see this, um, you gotta see this, what's his name? Uh, Rick Beato. Somebody posted it in the Street Fight group. It's, he breaks down the song Got the Life by Korn. Oh yeah, somebody sent that to me and John Dude, too. Dude, you should John watch told it. told me to watch it. I mean, the guy's ear is incredible, and he's really fast with his equipment, where he'll just be like, Listen to what David's doing on the drums here. And he just isolates everything. And then he'll explain what that is. He'll just mm-hmm. give it a real quick thing. And they're like, now, Jonathan, listen to what he's doing with his vocals here. That's this chord. And he'll just rip a chord. He'll rip a, something on the guitar. And you can hear the progression that Jonathan Davis is doing. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought this was just beating on instruments. <laughs>
1: yeah, a guy sent that to me. A guy, uh, somebody sent that to me and John. And then John texted me yesterday and told me to watch it. Then you did. I think the two co-host rule. Like Man, I have to watch. You it. You should. I have to. You'll watch love the it. Video. Yeah. You're
0: gonna t- turn on the album afterwards and get so pumped. I Dude. doubt it. The guy does it well. Yeah, I guess you don't like nerd. Like I like it in a nerdy way because I I do enjoy the technical people, the the folks that like really understand how music works. It's like the thing in my life that I can't do. So I'm truly just like a fan of it. I can make better movies than Marvel, but like, I couldn't make better music than anybody. You can. We had, me and Katie started the Matrix
1: trilogy last
0: Woo, that's a We're fun going one. in
1: on Matrix. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. First one. Oh, really mind-blowing. I've yeah. seen the Matrix one before, but I didn't remember a single second of it. We watched it last night, and I was like, it's good. I fucking felt like a teenager, because I was like, this is so much deeper than I remember it, dude. <laughs> yes. This is the Matrix. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like. We could be in a, ma- <laughs> I did. Some people say we might be in a simulation. Yeah, I like really did like, I I liked it as a neat action movie, but I don't think I fully grasped it when it came out because I wasn't looking for a message when I saw it. And then I watched it, <laughs> I watched it last night and I was like, you got a lot of good points in this movie. You know, it's good. It's fun. I, You know, it's funny. I used to compare it a lot to V for Vendetta. But it's like actually like I think better than that. I used to think V for Vendetta was better than The Matrix, which somehow said something about the Matrix, about me as a person, when when I would deeply identify what entertainment I consume as what kind of person I was. It's like I used to say, you know, you can like Marilyn Manson and Nine Inch Nails, but you like one more, and it says something about you. I like Marilyn Manson, so I don't know what it says about you, but that's what I want to present to people. Sure. It was the same thing. It was like V for Vendetta and the Matrix. And I was always like, I like V for Vendetta, which is a false binary anyway. Like nobody is comparing, nobody's saying that, but like, uh, I love the Matrix. Now I have not seen the next two ever. I never watched them.
0: No, because people said they sucked. So now I'm watching them. I'm going in with an open mind. I think you'll be fine. I think that you, if you don't, you don't care about the quantum mechanics and shit behind all of it. No. Um, there's some really dope fucking fights. Well, I like when those that. those fucking twin guys are like smashing SUVs on the freeway at 65 miles an hour. It is the coolest shit. I mean, in the, world. the Bourne fights really let me down
1: because this. I watched the Bourne movies early in my action movie appreciation time, and like I thought the fights in that movie were like the coolest shit in the world. Then I watched it like two weeks ago, and I was like, the fights in this movie fucking suck. yeah. They don't show anything. Yeah.
0: You just—it's all can't in your mind. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a shaky camera It'll go.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. like Matt Damon moves like this, and then they just show shit six different camera shots it. of his arm moving yeah. fast.
0: Yeah. They do a close up on like an elbow going into the ribs or something, and then it's fast cut to a a foot on someone's neck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we should get some calls in. Time to you take. Who knows how long
0: I'm gonna last? Really. I mean, who probably knows through the whole show, but how long he'll last? Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
3: Hey, this is Andrea from New York.
0: Hey, Andrea, what's up?
3: I actually called you guys back in March. Um, I, I'm the bartender with the Bernie Sanders mug. Um, oh
0: yeah, but, oh yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you, you gave that guy a what, some what for? The what for, yeah.
3: <laughs> um, I just wanted to call because on the Wednesday show, uh, Brian was talking about Periquel and just trying to get some Xanax for his panic attacks.
4: Yeah. Um,
3: so um, I I was on Periquel years ago, and I hated it. Um, I'm on Xanax now, so I was just wondering if there's any, any doctors in your area that are, like, old school?
1: Well, I mean... So what ended up happening was I had therapy Friday and uh, I told the guy that I was in crisis, basically.
5: Uh-huh.
1: And I told him that, like, I'm not interested in adding a new doctor. That I, I told him, basically, this is what I said. I said, I'm going to come off all the pills if this shit continues. Because yeah. it's fucking crazy. They're taking all these fucking pills and none of them are doing anything. I still feel bad. Well, the, and they
3: take months to work.
1: That's what I told you. Know, and it, that's, that's, yeah. that's what I said to him. I was like, you know, she's telling me it's going to be six to eight weeks and there's nothing that can give me relief now. And I know that there are things that can give me relief now. So this time I w- yeah. I went like, I said it like this. I said, look, I'll give this Sarah Quill a try. If this doesn't work, I don't want to see another doctor that says benzos are off the table because I'm going to fucking tell you right now I can get, I could right now get a hundred benzos mailed to me through people who offered me benzos over the internet. I'm looking for
0: somebody to manage that shit. I don't want to fucking do it myself. Yeah, I need someone to manage my yeah, LSD yeah. intake cuz I do too much. Once I get started, I do like four hits. Well, it's it's
1: just I was trying to explain to him I'm like I'm not doctor shopping. I don't have to fucking doctor shop. I can get the pills. It's not hard right. for me to get the fucking pills. I'm semi-famous. I'm famous enough to be able to get free drugs.
0: Yeah. And uh yes. he sent Yeah, I, mean, I mean that's a, and it, that is I mean, I I think so as well. Uh I mean the best circumstance would have someone in a lab coat do it like right beside you while you're doing your drugs to kind of say what's the best, like what the results are like. Yeah. Well, and it was, yeah. she, she made it sound like she was taking
1: benzos off the table and I don't want any doctors taking anything off the table. The first time they talk to me, it's kind of where I'm at. Look, if this thing can get solved without benzos, I would be fucking more mm-hmm. than happy to go for it. But what is the point? What is the point in starting at zero? Like, she's making me start at zero again.
0: Yeah. Is what yeah. I'm saying.
1: Yeah. And I took the Saraquil today, and I feel okay. I feel a lot less anxious. Uh, so but, maybe it'll work. I don't want to get fat-er, because I've yeah. been trying to, like, lose weight and eat better, and I know this stuff tends to make you gain it back, but we'll see. I There's nothing wrong with being fat. I didn't say there was. <laughs> sure. I want to lose weight Okay, is what I'm trying. I'm working on that aspect of my life. Like, Mm. that's what I'm trying to do. So like, I, I don't want to add something that's going to make it harder. Sure. You know? So like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to end up happening. I don't know if this doctor is just going to get fed up with me and send me to somebody else or I don't, I don't, I don't really quite understand it. I, I don't know. They say that they say that they don't want you to have benzos because they can cause dementia. Like, but like they don't—they don't know what saracoid causes. Because I, I, right, you know what I mean. So, like, what's the yeah, difference? Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I'm on. I take a Xanax every night, and it's—it sucks because like if I don't take one, I get really sick the next day. Like there was there's been times where. You know, we go and, and stay in a hotel or something, and I forget to bring them. And, like, I get physically ill after not taking them Ooh. for eight hours. Yeah. But it's really the only thing, honestly, that works. Like, the first night of lockdown, I had a nervous breakdown. And without my Xanax, I, I wouldn't have made it through. Like, it's just, I feel bad. I If you can find, like, an old-school doctor that only prescribes those things,
0: Fine. I don't know. Can you, there should be a website I called, uh, like,
3: I feel so sad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll be okay. I'm getting
1: there. There's, I mean, where I'm working on, like, I, I, I am talking to these people and I'm telling them that like, it's been five to seven, it's been five years of this. And that like, I'm, I'm up and, and like, uh, the therapist is a very cool guy and, uh, he's talking to the doctor about, uh, he's, he, he, sent a message to the doctor because, I'm scared of I just I don't want to I didn't want to make the doctor feel bad after she offered yeah. me the same three things like I didn't want to be like look you're just offering me what my doctor offered me and I can't I don't want to do that anymore and uh, so he sent a thing and who knows what's going to happen but I just you know I, hopefully they get it taken care I really want to beat it without too much you know like i really want to beat it without like too much like xanax or, or any of that stuff but i also know that xanax can help you get through panic attacks yeah you know yeah i've been there yeah. and i've seen it happen and my my therapist is like well i mean if you get really bad again just go to the emergency room <laughs> i don't i don't want to go to the emergency room over You're and right. over again <laughs> We need if to he make can
3: prevent me from having to do that and just do it,
1: yeah, he can't though I mean that's the thing is 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 the uh the therapist can't really do anything it's up to a doctor, yeah, very weird system we have here, it sucks, but I think I'll be okay i've been going it's been going on for five years, it just gets it just flares up every once in a while, and this coronavirus thing has uh got me kind of on uh, edge. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, I think I have, uh, 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 exhausted the, my good fortune, like for a while I was able to be like, oh, you know, I, I got a cool job and then I can talk myself down. But, you know, you become immune to that even like life's the good things in life. You become immune to them. And then you're like, ah, everything's fucked. It's falling apart. You know? But but yeah, I I I think I'll be okay. I mean, this Sarah Quill just makes me sweaty. That's really it. It reminds me of Buspar, yeah. which I was on for a
0: little bit. Whew. Whew. But but um, uh, I want to make. We need to have a website called doctorswhosmokecigarettes.com dot com where you can <laughs> find cool doctors. The ones that like, well, are are like legit, like health professionals, not just like bullshit pushers for the big pharma people yeah
1: i just yeah. you know yeah.
0: how long did it take you did you like go
1: through the thing did you like spend a lot of time with the doctor
3: oh yeah i went through numerous therapy i was a guinea pig they had me on so much stuff Shit. and uh i just i went off of everything for a few years and then you know about seven years ago i started getting panic attacks again and I saw a doctor who was, like, on the brink of retirement. and Like, she just said, well, I've always prescribed Xanax. So I kind of lucked out there. But honestly, it was just the first time I took it, I was like, well, why didn't they just do this to begin with? Because I took all those other pills for years And it just was, I felt like a zombie.
1: Yeah. They gave me... Uh... You know, she upped my Zoloft, but didn't give me a script for it. So I don't really know how I'm supposed to take <laughs> that either. You know, and, yeah. and again, when they talk about addiction, they don't talk about this stuff that we have to take every day. Like once you get on Zoloft, it's not like you can just stop taking Zoloft. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing as Xanax or any of these things. Only Xanax actually works. and that, Yeah,
3: I'll never be able to go off Xanax. But I just know that now. You know, it's just—it's just a medicine that I'm probably gonna have to take forever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wanted to cut. Co- I did say that, like, I'm really considering coming off of everything if they're not gonna give yeah. me anything that helps, because it just feels like, like, you get on a bunch of shit, you know, and none of it's helping, but you're taking it every day, and you're just like, why am I doing this? Like, why? What is yeah. the fucking point? But uh, I I think. I, I I think I'll be good. Uh, don't worry about me. That's that's what I'll say, Andrea. Okay.
3: Okay. <laughs>
4: and
1: uh, well,
3: I have I have a um I got some advice. Okay. Like from you guys. Okay. So um I my business that I own is I own a dance studio and I had to shut down um and so like that's my livelihood. I. And I'm really struggling right now with, do I, do I reopen again in the fall or just like take a year off? And like the way that I see it is like these kids, everything in their life got canceled. Um, there's nothing to look forward to. And if I can have something for like a half an hour a day for these kids to come out and have fun, do I do that?
1: I I think like... I would hold off on canceling anything that's going to happen in the fall. You know, I I don't know, like what's going to be going on by then. But it, I mean, you never know. <laughs> like I, know. I I would I, I mean obviously you're probably not going to be open up able to open for the summer, but like
4: no,
1: no. by August we should have a closer idea because like I don't want to say that I'm not touring in 2020. Like, I'm not going to say that, although I don't know no. that I'm, I don't fully 100% know that I'm, that I am not touring in 2020, but as of right now, I plan to do tour dates in 2020, but, uh, only if it's safe. Cause I'm, you know, I don't want to kill my audience. That's bad to do. To well, yeah.
3: That's, that's where I'm at. I just don't, I'm struggling. Cause I don't, I just don't know if I'm doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't know. I I think I I would hold off, you know, on on canceling it. But I would definitely mm-hmm. like. I mean, you know, I don't know what they're going to do for. I I do not know what they're going to do for people like you. I really don't like. You know, the hope is yeah. the hope is that everything. Uh, the hope is that everything sort of uh, gets to a point where they're either paying us or they've figured out how to stop this thing from spreading. And uh, I think, like, anything can happen, and that's, I guess, where I'm at with it, is, like, hope for the best and prepare for maybe not opening back up until next year, you know?
3: Yeah. This sucks. I've been applying for jobs and I don't ever want to have to do that again.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Me neither. I, I agree. I'm with you. I don't even know how you do that anymore. Like, I don't even know yeah. what I'm qualified for at this point.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the same. It's like, I've been doing this for so long. I don't even know. I don't have any, I don't know.
1: Yeah. What that's do you think? Like, what, what are you applying for?
3: Uh Well, I applied to be a contact tracer because the state's looking for those and just stupid office work, you know, sitting on a phone all day, but
1: yeah, well, who knows? Uh, I, 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 I just was wondering, cause I, I was like, if I ever have to apply for a job, I don't even know what the job would be. Like what, right. my, what, what would I apply for? Like a uh, talking guy I, I mean, I would probably just go, uh, if I'm going to be completely honest, the first thing I'd do is just go to the Amazon warehouse and buy some fake pee. Yep. <laughs> yep.
6: genuinely
1: what I would do. <laughs> well, yeah. th- thanks for calling, Andrea. Uh, we appreciate you. Right. And I appreciate your concern for me.
3: Well, take care.
1: Thank, Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would just go right to the Amazon. What else am I going to fucking do? Am I qualified for anything? You know? Yeah,
0: you could definitely spin this into a lot.
1: Okay, I don't know. Maybe I could try to apply to a radio station in town.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you could also try applying to any social media job that's out there. I don't that's know available. how to do that. I,
1: don't, I, I wouldn't even know the first thing about that. All right, go to Amazon. I know then. how to run Murder Brian at Twitter. I don't know how to do the rest of it,
0: you know? You can't, you're not going to... Just Amazon. You, you want to say the new yard. Big Bacon Burgers on Fleek? You know, yeah. you, know, you know how to tweet that? I mean, I'll just pee in a jar. You know what I mean? At
1: Amazon. I'll just walk around. I'll do my Amazon work. I feel like I'd be good. I'd be good at that job. I've done shit like it before. I, I don't think you're good
0: at it. I'm great at it. I don't think you can make it past the metrics. Oh, please. They screen you out. Oh, please. All right, let's see. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, is this me. Yup. You tell us. Oh, uh, I think so.
1: All right. What's up? What, who's this? Uh, this is Will from West, North Carolina. What's up guys? N- not a lot. What, what's going on in NC?
7: Uh, just trying to drown the uh Sunday night dread before I got to go back into work tomorrow.
1: <laughs> is this your first day back in a long time or is this your first, or are you still working? No, still working. I'm uh, I'm essential apparently. Cool. What? But like, are you? Do you feel you're essential? Uh, I mean, not really.
7: Uh, that uh, that email from the beer distributor that uh, you guys uh, read the other week ah! that was
1: my submission. I I think it's funny, like. I have talked, we have talked to so many people and I've talked to people in my messages where I'm like, the one question I, they're like, I'm an essential employee. I'm like, do you think you're essential? And they're like, no, not really. I, probably Things would be good if I didn't go to work. Things would be fine if I didn't go to work. That was a great fucking email though. I was dying. I was headbanging oh, this, to that. <laughs> this dude just keeps them coming. He, uh, I was promised a week off, but I, I sent another one from this Friday. Oh, right on. Well, you will get to it on Wednesday. It's just when I, so this is my first since the cable company and at at the cable, when you work in the blue collar sector of the job, you know, like at the cable company, there's a bunch of different sections. I was in the blue collar section. They talk sort of like blue collar, like working class people. You know, the meetings don't have a lot of corporate speak, a lot of meeting speak. Right, yeah. Like, I never really heard you know, it.
0: They never say we're going to circle around back to
1: that. Yeah. So, I have got to hear so much of it. Uh, I talked about this on the show this week. And I fucking love I'm going nuts for it. I'm going fucking absolutely Hearing bonkers for it. Yeah, yeah. I just want to dance around. I just... These guys will get on there. They're telling jokes. Yeah. But they are like the really... Like the safest, yeah. But let's make sure joshing around, yeah. They're just joshing around, and like, uh, everybody's laugh. like, they'll tell a work procedure oriented joke, and then everybody laughs, yeah. And then my wife will, like, be like. You know, oh, it sounds like that one's for accounts payable. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like this problem has to go to accounts payable. I mean, these these guys, they're out here.
7: They're out here doing standup routines from their mansions while the essential employees are out there on the phone.
1: <laughs> they are. That dude, is your boss like that? Does, is he like a talky guy? Does he call you in his office and talk to you? Well, see, that guy, I've never even met that guy. That owns the <laughs> company. Okay, okay. Because that's what I was wondering, if, because he seems like the kind of guy where if he was your boss, he'd call you in and talk to you. The guy that owns the company, oh. he, he never comes in? Uh, he, no, he uh, works in a different state. It's,
0: <laughs> I've never seen that dude in my life. This is the Bob Dylan quoter we're yeah. talking
1: about. Yeah, he quoted yeah, yeah,
0: yeah the Bob Dylan quoter. But not really a Bob Dylan quoter, though. No,
1: he just... was like willfully misreading Bob Dylan's lyrics, and I don't think he actually even got a quote. In.
0: I think he said the times are a changing. Yeah, like the Bob Dylan <laughs> yeah. said. They also the, you sent me that one email that was just literally a copy and paste of eight popular quotes about adversity. Like oh, it was, yeah, it's, it's the one where he quoted MLK and Henry Kissinger in the same fucking paragraph. Yeah. There was no rhyme or reason to it. It was just like, yeah, one of these will probably stick with you.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's tough Googling up quotes, you know, take 10 minutes or so.
0: Yeah, that's a, it's such a disingenuous part of the job. I remember doing like company newsletters at places I worked at and we'd have to like look up a quote that was like their, one of their secrets to success was like, put an inspiring quote at the bottom of the newsletter. So you would just go to like 5500quotes.com and and type in like hope and then you would copy and paste a quote you've never seen in your life that you don't even know is the is if the person actually said it and you just go ahead and and funnel that out to your sales team to tell them. Oh God, yeah, that's so accurate. Keep their chin up, you know, while all these new changes that are happening affects their paychecks, you know?
7: It uh, makes me want to start throwing quotes in there like, Throw in some uh, Mark's quotes and stuff, like yes. uh, signature of my email. Just uh, work as the world unite. You have nothing to
0: lose but your chains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, that's for the, have a quote battle with your boss. Hey, like, oh, that's a pretty good quote. Have you heard this one? This is Emma Goldman. <laughs> <laughs>
7: um, but yeah, I just want to call in, uh, talk about uh, the shit that's going on out here right now.
0: Yeah, what's so essentially,
7: happening? Since, essentially, since bars and restaurants got shut down for dine-in service out here. Uh, me and my few coworkers who sell beer to bars and restaurants—you know—it's a commission-only job, one of those write-your-own-paycheck kind of deals. So, yeah, you know, we were looking at making next to no money, and they offered to chip in, like, oh, you know, we'll pay seventy-five percent of what you made last year. Okay, but we have to go in grocery stores and convenience stores all day long, helping out these people who sell to grocery stores and convenience stores, and on top of that. We're also doing the sales for what's left of our route, and now they're just piling this busy work on us. I'm on a Zoom meeting like every Friday, and uh, now
0: they're wanting us to work on Saturday, too, because they laid off all these part-time people. So the accounts you're still working with, what's going on with the commission? Is that just like froze? You're just...
7: Yeah, it's just frozen. Like I I make the flat rate no matter what. If I were to exceed that, they'd pay me commission. But there's no way in hell I'd ever earn above that with the few people that are, you know, still buying.
0: Yeah, this is this is going to be the problem. I mean, for fucking twenty twenty one, is how do you how do you open a fucking how do you pay the rent and the bills on a restaurant um, when you can only sell to twenty five percent of the people that you could before? Or how are you supposed to maintain a distributor? Position when all of the bars and restaurants that you sell to are doing 50% of the capacity that they did before
7: Well, that's a, I get I get that complaint from a lot of my customers now yeah. they're upset because they applied for those PPP loans and They can't get their employees to come back because they're making more with the federally boosted un,
0: uh, Unemployment insurance, right? I'm like well no shit, man. You weren't paying them good before no wonder. They won't come back Right you you put yourself in that position you could have paid them enough for, for them to say, all right, I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> you could offer them. Yeah, ha-
7: no, I, I literally had a customer tell me that uh, he was really convinced COVID 19 was a conspiracy theory and that the state of New York is falsifying all recent deaths as COVID 19 deaths. I
0: so, just recently oh, saw that earlier that's, today. That's yeah. been since March. I've seen that one. I've seen, there's all kinds of like, uh, P, there's all kinds of Instagram TV videos that are like 10 minutes long with somebody in a pair of scrubs in like an office that definitely ain't a medical facility. And they just like shuffle papers and they're like a man in a car accident got uh, designated as COVID-19 related death, you know? And he's like looking at papers. He's not, he's not showing you like official papers, just building the idea that he has the official papers. (laughs) I want to watch the, the pandemic doc. I got to see that shit. Have you well, seen it yet?
7: A, I know we had our uh, I haven't seen that. We had our local reopen the economy protest out here I saw on the local news. Uh huh. Uh they held that shit at the most desolate shopping center in town. It's just this deserted parking lot. And there's about
1: fifty people out there, but nobody else around. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, Why that's that? what it's been.
0: They they have been really small. I mean it's again like this dollar general on the outskirts of town. They They're did in front of a damn AC more. <laughs> <laughs> what's in there nobody needs anything in there what nobody needs anything in no, AC there that, that what that is a ac more it's like a, it's like uh the old general store it, it's like an old hearts basically it's like a kroger marketplace
1: yeah uh, uh i'm looking at the hill i'm trying to find that post but yeah it said 71 percent of people think we're opening up too early so i i you know You kind of hope that, like, they stay home. But, God, it's so hard for us to resist going shopping, dude. It's going to be a hard one. This is going to be tough. Because, like, there's going to be a lot of people like me who are like, uh... But there's going to be a lot of people saying, I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to change my habits, but I just got to go to fucking Target.
0: Yeah. You know? Or they're going to be like, oh, no. Marshalls. Think about all those cheap bathing suits that are at Marshalls right now. I yeah. really got to get one. I know I really the mall's to to open Ross. and
1: we shouldn't go to the mall, but I got to go to fucking Champs real quick. Yeah. Because before this thing, there was this... The, I bought these shoes and
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to camp overnight for the new uh, Jordan 13 leopard prints. But like everybody else is going to be copping them shits, and I got to resell them the next day. We're all it just that's what
1: happens with us as people, and like we do. I mean, we've been making fun of it for weeks, but we do really think we're entitled to shop. Well, we that's really all we have to that. do. Yes. I mean,
0: there's like nobody has taken up. Uh you know the sourdough thing is has been great. It's nice people are getting in touch with cooking and making their own food. I'm not. I detest that shit right now. But you know they're really nobody has a hobby beyond uh buying the next thing they want to buy. Like that's you know what's the point of doing anything unless you buy shit, you yeah. know? That's mm-hmm. what, that's, it's just laid bare how empty the existence of Americans is that they don't even have anything to, to do at their house to, to take up their time. If you can't not,
1: shop, you're, you, you feel like you're in jail.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
7: I would, I would kill to just stay at the house and not do anything right now.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Not do anything. I mean, you can, you can do a million different things. You can do coding, You you can do, uh, you know, woodworking, you can repair stuff, you can, Play games, you can there is a lot to fucking do. I yeah. mean, th- like we are have an abundance of things to do. Yeah. I, haven't There's had time. I gotta watch wrestling for two podcasts you we're know doing next week, and I fucking haven't had time to watch the matches. And you know what I've been dreaming about? Cause you've been buying records and stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, what if we never get new media? How fucking awesome would that be if like you can't make new media anymore and then all of a sudden we just have to to deal with the the millions of records and tapes and CDs that are out there that are ready to be listened to that we just ignore like we um, have enough i don't i don't we don't need to keep anything going this society sucks ass and creates like doesn't create culture it just creates reasons to buy yeah yeah so there's uh. no there like i i'm loving it but it's it is really sad the way that we're like man there's nothing to do all i got is you know all i got to do is Learn how to sew, or make music, or play this game, whatever it is. You know, I don't know. It, it's just it's infuriating. I've been playing Mortal Kombat tutorials, so okay. I, but trust me. I know. I'm learning
1: in this quarantine so that when I get on the other end, I can beat my brother We it. did. Me and Erica did a puzzle, and I fucking loved it. I saw Puzzles that. It's a hard puzzle, best. too. You did a hard one. It is a hard puzzle. So... That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's not that there's nothing to do. It's that there's nowhere to go buy something. Yeah. Like, cause I, I get, I get my walk in every day and it's not dangerous to take your walk if you're being responsible. So, but, uh, you know, I, I would obviously like not want to go to work if I worked in convenience stores, if I had to go inside public places either, you know? Yeah. Well. Is he still Are you still on the line? Yeah, yeah, still on the line. Hey, thank you for calling. Uh, uh, I love, please send us the emails as often as you get them. Right. And as long uh, as they keep coming, I'll, I'll keep sending them. Thank you. Thank you. I love your creative boss. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. It is funny. It yeah, is, appreciate it, guys. It is funny please. that like some of these bosses are taking this as a chance to like, flex their literary muscles because that guy the, the boss this guy's boss has nothing to do He just has not he is at home with nothing to do
0: G- because he does he's not a central employee he gets to stay home and he, he's worked himself up and you're like you know what i'm the general of this company i have to lead these troops into battle it's and like, they I have extra time inspirational they need to hear the words of bob dylan they need to hear the words of martin luther king jr <laughs> to hear quote- the words of henry Gissinger. To quote Bob to, to to quote Bob Dylan, the
1: times, they are a changing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so deep. It's like the matrix, almost. Uh, let's get this calls.
0: Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh,
1: sweet, is this you? Yep. No, that, that is the one other way that to ask. Good. Yes, it is me. It's
8: us. Yeah. I've been waiting for that one. <laughs> what's up uh my name is mike uh i dm the street fight twitter account in like january about working at panda express i don't know if either of you run the account Mm.
1: i uh brett does well brett did uh i I do oh you you're still on there a lot yeah i check it um yeah limited menu at panda express right now that's that's what i learned (laughs) oh
8: oh, oh, man you have no idea how many people pull up to the drive-thru see we don't have a dish and just leave
1: well there is this i i knew the reason i know this is because i walk by one sometimes and there's if there's a sign outside warning you that we've limited it to our most popular menu items you know you've had some flip outs a huge panda express sign (laughs) on the side of the building that says like we're
0: you know we're not making everything we we just have the sweet and sour chicken (laughs) that's all we are sweet and sour chicken express now no, you sent okay. I Remember <laughs> now, you sent um, you sent uh links to the the Chinese New Year celebration that Panda Express was doing, which is supposed to be like a, right. t- a twenty dollar yeah, bonus yeah. for everybody.
8: No, no, it was a sweepstakes for customers to enter, where you could like win a trip to like Disneyland or something dumb. Okay, but uh, if it was, that was for Chinese New Year's. But then for employees, what we've gotten in the last few years is a crisp dollar bill,
0: one dollar bill for good luck. Oh, that's like what you so get for doing $1, the $1. Nielsen
8: ratings.
1: <laughs> they send you one of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's such. That's, that's an insult.
0: That's a a that's, dollar yeah, is I mean, an insult. I break. Yeah, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that.
8: Oh, uh, so at Kroger's they call it Hero Pay, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm so nervous. We get
8: appreciation pay.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, that's because. They can you can take appreciation pay away anytime and not feel bad about it, but you can't take hero pay away. You know.
8: Yeah. So when I I, um, doing a little agitation at work, I go, "Did they appreciate us before, and are they going to appreciate us after?"
0: (laughs) What I make? (laughs) Yeah. And does it only last for? (laughs) an Mm -hmm. It's a short window of time to get it in. (laughs) That is a good question.
8: Five days here.
0: Papa's love is scarce. Oh, it ends in five days. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, uh, uh
1: they- I'll when this- tell you what
8: I would double my income if I got laid off right now.
1: Yeah. Are they, um, are, are they letting customers in starting next week?
8: Uh, where I am? Yeah. And since I'm talking so much, I don't really want to say where I'm at. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm in the Midwest, but, um, are you in the kitchen? Oh, it's not the Midwest by the way, but
0: what? Uh, yeah. It's close. It's northeast. It, <laughs> it is considered it northeast. No, way. we're not. We have nothing yeah. to do with
1: those people. Cleveland
8: <laughs> is sort of northeasty. Uh, you asked if I work in the kitchen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that was something I was going to talk about. I'm sure the street vendors like this. So, uh, yesterday, uh, my title is kitchen help, but uh, I work in the front all the time just to pick up extra hours. And we have this new assistant manager, and we are just having a crazy rush in the drive through because we're only open in the drive thru. And uh, she hands me the headset. And uh, once she passes by me again, I, I take it off and hand it to her real quick. And she goes, why? And I go, not my job. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> That's awesome. And I've never seen one of my managers speechless before like that. self <laughs> She get, turns to two of my coworkers and goes, is Mike always like that? wow i don't have to tell you yeah you should talk to the gm who made the schedule i don't know why there's four cooks and two people in the front it's usually the opposite but i don't have to tell you i'm gonna keep sweeping though have fun have a good one
0: (laughs) i'm not not a talker
8: (laughs) yeah yeah oh man so yeah i applied to be kitchen help and then they started putting me in front and i was told by every manager that my gm the regional manager the person above them who makes over a million dollars a year they're like, Mike needs to smile more. And I was like, pay me. If you're going to pay me to act, I'm- I have to put on a literal face. pony up. Tony <laughs> Tom up. Cruise makes all kinds of money to act. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh- <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I'm a double, I'm, this would technically make me a double threat at Panda Express, so I need to get paid that double duty pay. <laughs> I used to try yeah, this. Yeah. This is like the kind of, this is the kind of piss and vinegar that,
1: are you younger? A young person has, because I tried this stuff too. In the early days, it was just oh, like, okay. fuck you, pay me, you know? Oh, you want me to, <laughs> I'm a bagger. It's like, uh well, we want you to start running the cash register. And I'd be like, do I get extra money to run the cash? Because <laughs> if I don't get that, I'm not doing it. Right,
8: I do this. Right, yeah. I, mean, I hate working well, with if cash. You get all for money to, to run the cash register, but... <clears throat>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, hate, I hate running the cash. I came up short so many times, and I promise you I've never stolen money out of the cash register because oh. I was scared.
8: Well, that makes one of us. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I am a young person. I'm 21. I graduate college this week, actually.
1: Yeah. Well, is it really graduating if you can't do a ceremony all about it?
8: the graduate <laughs> zoom i was kidding uh, <laughs> but, yeah i mean it still feels you know it's rough
1: <laughs> it's got to be weird though is it weird is it like weird like that there's not going to be this big pomp and circumstance
8: for like oh yeah i mean it's it's just so bizarre because it's just poof and it's done you know i'm doing all my homework and then I have one essay left, and I'm done with my undergraduate degree, and that'll be it. There's nothing else to do. I don't even get to say goodbye to my professors when I hand it in. I don't get to talk to my classmates one more time in person. Nothing.
1: Yeah, it it was really strange. Like it's it's a really weird day. Did you hear about this though? Maybe I can help you a little bit. I Heart, you know who I Heart Radio is. The big yeah, yeah. media company. Well, they launched a commencement podcast where they're going to get like a lot <laughs> of famous people to do commencement speeches for the graduating students. I thought uh, uh, I thought people might be. I heard this on the way in. Uh, it's called I Media announced commencement speeches for the class of 2020, a podcast for America's graduation month featuring commencement addresses from TV stars, athletes, journalists and others. So, you know, who? Who knows who yours was going to be, right? Who your commencement no speech idea. was yeah. going to be. But now it can be uh, Olympic gold medalist and FIFA World Cup champion, Abby Wambach. Ooh. Comedian, Chelsea Handler. Oh, no. Restaurateur, David Chang. Yay. Goldman Sachs CEO, Man. David Solomon. Ooh. <laughs> I think I heard George Lopez in there. Pitbull. Yeah, uh, Pitbull, Mr. Okay, Worldwide shows up. Kesha's gonna yeah. do one. DJ Khaled, Mike Sheshewski. So if you're looking for a commencement, what I'm saying is there's a commencement podcast. And probably has commercials in it.
8: Too. I was about to say, is that really a commencement if it's not specific to the university? Isn't that just talking? Yeah. Or just giving a speech.
1: Yeah. I bet it'll be good though. I'll bet you uh I'll bet you um I'm I'm looking for a good one. Uh Dr. Oz or Tim McGraw is probably gonna
8: put do a fire commencement speech. <laughs> all people I look up to, but only in Wells, not in anything
1: else. <laughs> MSNBC anchor Stephanie Rule?
8: Maybe? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Real, real so. heartwarming all that.
1: But the host will be Ryan Seacrest, so you'll get a little Ryan Seacrest. I heard this on the way in. They were, like, really tooting their horn about it because my new phone isn't hooked up to Bluetooth on the car yet. So I'm listening to iHeartRadio for, like, two seconds, and I switched to Christian radio. Fun. And, uh, that, that was, was good. Cool it, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, Panda yeah, Express seems like it's doing great. And, uh, hey, good luck for real. I'm, I'm serious. Uh, I I made a joke about graduates like graduating
8: is very cool. Yeah. Thank you. You Y'all have a nice night. Thank you.
0: Hopefully you get to rage later on. Like they'll they'll do makeups. I hope Goldman Sachs, CEO
1: David Solomon is doing a podcast, a podcast commencement podcast. What
0: does that You don't get the
1: commencement thing. Did you? Okay. They're doing a podcast of commencement speeches. For the me.
0: whole podcast? It's just a podcast. You subscribe, and then once a week, you get a new commencement address. Maybe more than that. It's just this month. It might be once a day. Just a month full of commencement yeah, addresses. you
1: get to decide who speaks at your fucking graduation. I'm probably, if I have to pick in here, it's either NFL quarterback Eli Manning, oh. uh, NPR correspondent Guy Raz, or a Halsey, Halsey, Maybe I'm Halsey.
0: Halsey would be interesting. I want to know what Halsey has to say. <laughs> Is Halsey old enough to be out of college?
1: Is- we need to fucking listen to these. I think we're gonna have to listen to these friends.
0: Yeah, I want to know. Uh, yeah,
1: I would love to hear that. <laughs> so weird, man. Let's get this next one in. Thanks for calling Street
0: one. Fight. I lost the calls tonight. Uh, how's it going? Yo, what's up? Not much. It's your boy, Cush Waffles.
1: Cush Waffles, how's it going? going?
9: Nothing, nothing. I'm uh, supposed to do my podcast today. First off, let us get this out of the way. Uh, Happy Mother's Day to all... all, Don't say MILFs. All... (laughs) Pretty much, if you identify as a woman
1: and are a mom, oh, that's the nice way to say it, yes. Coach Waffles. We thought you were going to say something gross. Me and Brett both like clenched a little bit there.
9: I am. A, I have a soul, sir. <laughs> like you know, I I will just say that off break. Also, um, uh, just a weird observation for all the punk fans out there. Um, isn't it hilarious that? Capitalism tried its best to pretty much offset all the, like, shit that pretty much all the, like, 70s punk bands and all the post-punk bands were talking about. And yet, America is currently living through the lyrics of, of the Clash's Rock the Casbah as we speak. Isn't that a little bit funny?
1: I think so. I don't know the lyrics to Rock the Casbah. Oh,
9: go listen to it. That is pretty much life right now. Pretty much all the rich people are pretty much like, everybody shut the out about all this bad shit going on, and everyone's pretty much that one is basically following. You know,
0: yeah. Well, I, when I hear, well, hand, I think
9: I probably
0: if I ever hear I'm hand clapping in a song, analogy. I usually turn it off. Really? Yeah, I don't do well, hand I'm clapping. The
9: analogy, I'm probably losing the analogy because the song is really about like extremism. But basically, it was a bunch of like English commies talking about like, isn't it funny how people just try to like offset something and make it anyway
4: yeah
1: yeah
9: so it's that um also i just want to do a little bit of promo i am actually in the middle of making my own another podcast since i've been getting a pretty decent following growing on uh twitter now Uh, tight kush waffles uh follow me on twitter sigma kush waffles with a k all one word thank you um My podcast, I currently have the page up on uh, YouTube right now. It's called uh, Virtual COVID Sanity Podcast. Uh, COVID Sanity, basically like the song Virtual Sanity by Jamiroquai, blah, blah, blah. So, go follow there. I should be recording an episode this week.
1: Oh, well, that sounds
9: great.
4: Kush. Uh, I want to
9: leave you all with actually a very funny story in light of the um, talking about the... um, Vietnam's victory over pretty much uh, imperialists trying to take over their country. Okay, Uh, It's actually a funny story. I found out the second half to recently uh, keeping in contact with my family currently on the north end of the border. To give you context, this is from the story of two veterans of the same war, Vietnam War. Now, I'll tell you this half first. Uh, Basically, I have a great-uncle who was in the Air Force during Vietnam. He pretty much was there. And this is how much you know the military does not give a shit about him because he. this story pretty much takes place entirely during the Tet Offensive, but I'll shorten it for the sake of time. Basically, he was a combat engineer for the Air Force during the Tet Offensive. Then, he pretty much, as you guessed, when pretty much all your forces are giving a shit push in the middle of, you know, giant, you know, everyone's getting hit at the same time.
4: Mm-hmm.
9: he You know, shit goes crazy. Long story short, he runs into a army soldier that pretty much got displaced because his base got hit. Another uh, another black veteran. Cool guy, kept him alive. At a point when they had downtime, they talked about the lies, yada, yada, yada. Um, at one point he mentioned, this uncle mentioned my... Uh, his sister, i.e. my grandmother. And, you know, they're smoking weed. Eventually, they get hit again by Viet Cong. And the army veteran pretty much, you know, lays down suppressive fire so my uncle can get the fuck out. Now, my uncle assumed that the guy died because while he's running, all he heard was a loud explosion and the firing stopped, but also they stopped getting hit. So he assumed the guy was dead, and he regrets not ever finding him again. And he got out got sent back, then he got stop-lost and sent back to work, got sent back right when, um, right when, you know, Saigon got turned into Minh City, as we all know. So that's the, so that's first. that's pretty much the end tale of it. First half is, I remember talking to my other great-uncle, because the first great-uncle is the, is the, uh, is the brother of my dad's grandma, or my dad's mom. I was talking to the brother of my. I was talking to the brother of my uh, my mom's mother. He tells me about him being in the tent. He was in the army. He tells about it, and at one point, he cuts to the point of talking about running into an airman that he helped repair the jeep he had, and was firing a firing him and saved the guy. And I'm listening. I'm like, wait a minute. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did you blow up something by any chance? Oh yeah, I was high the whole time, so I pretty much dropped a grenade and I got out just out of the blast range of time, just to just get hit by shrapnel but not die. He's like, so you survived the blast? Yeah, fuck my leg up, but I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, so he gets out and he's like, man, I never knew that. And he and he mentioned the name of the airman. And it's the same last name as the airman that is my great uncle wow. in fucking Canada. And I'm like, all right. what? You? And I showed him a picture. Of the guy's like, hey, that's him. He's still, what happened to him? Uh...
0: <laughs> Holy moly. Whoa, and I'm like, it's so
9: like, and so he's like looking at me like, so wait a minute. Are you saying that because, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the, the way they end the story is that he at one point decided man, I'm glad man, I wish I had found this out sooner I've been trying to find out about his um sister Dorothy Dorothy I mean, being the name of my grandmother so at one point I'm just looking at him across the room like, no, no he's like, what? You know who Dorothy is, right? what? my grandma's like, hmm and that's why my mom as in my great-grandmother kept, keeps me on the prayer list Good night, folks. <laughs> follow me on, <laughs> follow me on um, YouTube for my show. Yeah. Uh, everybody, enjoy, enjoy life any way you can Lo- to, to love is to be human.
1: Absolutely.
0: Enjoy yourself, folks. All right, buddy. Good night, Kush. Blessings from Kush Waffle to all y'all listening right now. Uh, extras. No idea. Extra None. Kush in your waffle. Not even a little bit this time. Uh, this, some synchronicity happened. Yeah. I don't know. That. All right. Next call. uh um, week. Um, 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 I don't think we should take a break yet. Yeah, it's not long, enough. it was, We haven't. Even, we haven't earned it. But what, would we be managers of ourselves or something? Uh twenty minutes, I All think, because right. we didn't get started till like nine thirty. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
10: Hello, it is Danny in Brooklyn.
1: What's up, Danny? You got to follow Kush Waffles, so that's going to be a difficult one. I got it wild hey, he's something else isn't he <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, i don't think he listens to the show i don't think I he does i think he just calls to tell us what he's thinking and then he's gone he yeah. just gives us his gift and then goes yeah see you later kush uh
1: yeah just the boat in the night you know <laughs> yeah 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 he's doing i mean hey he's, he's, he's probably it. gonna abandon us now that he has his own show i know but just please get get it all on. out on there we gotta get that call
10: Actually, I, I should say though, um, I was on like two weeks ago, and I plugged my own podcast, you <laughs> know, and then somebody from your audience went to the iTunes page, uh, left a positive comment, and just said "Street Fight sent me here," so like I'm I'm all about it, you know.
1: Yeah, plug it again.
10: I will. Well, I'll do it at the end, so I can be, uh, you know, like.
1: uh
0: Get normal about it. This is the whatever. way to go. But, uh, that is,
1: uh, I like that. That's what a podcaster does. That's the difference. That's a podcaster let move. Let me show you my trick.
0: Let me show you my talking tricks yep. first. Yep.
1: <laughs> um,
10: I actually had a, I had a, a question because it came up, I think, on the Wednesday episode or something before that. I've been listening for about two years now, and I think you've mentioned this a couple times before. But um, like, who or what is Alani? Like, what is that?
1: It's it's an archetype that I think like if
0: um, Lonnie, it's a name. First of all, it's a name. It is a name that is a certain type of person that is in a in a in a certain type of uh, economic class. There's not a lot of Lonnie CEOs out there. Uh, sure. There more, are
1: some of like there are some landscaping businesses and whatnot.
0: it's <laughs> okay. Sheetrock. Sheet rock dry sheetrock hangers. Yeah. Drywall hanging. See yeah, so Lonnie is a CEO of their own personal drywall School business. hard knock. CEO of getting that getting my shit done. Yeah. So basically it's just a name that we chose because like there is a lot of Lonnies out here. And uh, you know, they still like thrash metal like me, probably or Still wear white jeans with holes in them and have like mustache stains in their mustaches and shit. Tobacco. You know, tobacco the stains. mustache
1: is always like tobacco stained and blonde and
0: white jeans. And it's just uh, a bitching dude that doesn't, that is the king of his own small castle that yeah. doesn't realize the rest of the world thinks he sucks. Yeah. Just it's it's, it's a celebration of dirt bags. Yeah. Yeah. Lonnie is, yeah. Is,
1: is, is like sort of an aspirational. Like the 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 way that I could like not care in the same way somebody like that would not care makes me feel like that's You're something I'm jealous I shoot of. That. For. That's what I'm yeah. jealous of.
0: Yeah, you want to you want to have as much freedom to be yourself as a guy that can just yeah. run a business by picking up old washers off Facebook. I
9: love
1: that.
0: That's a business. I. It's love a good business. Do. Yeah.
10: Yeah, yeah, that, okay, so this is, makes a lot of sense. The reason I ask is because I didn't know I was like riding my bike the other day and I had one of those sort of thoughts where that just sort of popped in the back of your head. And I remembered when I was growing up on the street that I grew up on, there was this house where this really, really old lady lived and she died and this new guy moved in and my, my mom was, uh, really outgoing, would always, you know, talk to the neighbors and whatever. And uh, she's like, oh, did you meet Lonnie over down a couple of houses? And I was like, you know, I was like eight at the time. So I was like, no, I haven't met this guy yet. Well, come on over. Come on over and say hello to him. And he was this guy. And uh, first off, he had like minimum like 15 piercings. He had a lot of
8: piercings
10: all over his – I mean, like there was, uh, you know, a lot of them in the ears. Like an industrial – and several like studs and what have you. And he actually turned out to be an ornithologist, which is a guy who studies birds.
4: Yeah. And
10: I was uh, like in a science fair at the time. And I was supposed to be like studying birds for this like competition. He's like, my mom was like, Oh, you should hang out with, (laughs) with Lonnie for a little bit. And he'll tell you about birds. And, you know i ended up going to his house and he was a perfectly nice guy very quiet kind of kept to himself but like i went into his house house, and i realized like this guy is like like he had a, like a, a really hot wife like very goth hot wife and he had a, a kid who was maybe like 4 years younger than me who had a rat tail
0: and oh, yeah, that was yeah. me when i was a kid yeah i i got, had
1: one for a period too
10: Oh yeah, no. He. It, this is the thing. This was like I want to say like two thousand one or two at the time. So it was just like just a little bit past peak rail rat tail time, you know.
4: Oh, yeah. And
10: he had. I noticed like all these things that had sort of popped out. Like he had actually customized his driveway and put like um like bird bones in it and this sort of lying. like.
0: It's a professional yeah, yeah. Lonnie on your hands. You have a scientific Lonnie on your hands.
10: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he put like, you know, all like, um, like, you know, like, di- like not dinosaur skeletons, but like ancient organism, like uh, cutouts and what have you, you know, like what do you, what do you call those? Uh, why is that name in my brain right? Now? Fossils? Um, fossils. Yeah, yeah. He put like fossil imprints
0: I always loved um, it, it, when someone has one of them like million year old shark tooths. Or something that you get at gift shops. Like they,
10: oh yeah, that was like definitely there too, for sure. And like he just had skeletons on the wall, and uh, very reserved and stuff. Had a Subaru and stuff. And uh, I just realized, like, oh yeah, that's that's probably the that's probably the guy that you guys are talking about all the time. It He's is very, yeah. very professional.
0: Yeah, that was imbued by him by his name. That was that energy was imbued by his name. What is Lonnie short for? Did we ever figure that out? Uh, well, Ronald. Ronald is what we've always said. <laughs> <Short
1: before. laughs>
0: I don't think it's short for anything. I think that's the name. The thing about it too, is the reason why Lonnie works for me is that my, like I had a rat tail was when I was a kid and all of my uncles and my dad all had names that ended in that Y sound. Like they were Tommy, Billy, Uh, I grew up with Ronnie's and Donnie's. Ronnie, yes, Donnie's, all of that shit. Lonnie just fits right in. Ronnie, Donnie, Lonnie. It's a short form of Alonzo. Bobby. Which is Lonzo. Alonzo is a fucking sick name already. Why would you change Alonzo? I don't know, Lonnie's a sick name. I would go by Zoe. I would just go by Zoe, probably, if I was young, a uh, young Alonzo. Yeah, you don't really get to pick
1: what you go by, though. That's true. In that way, like, your parents decide what you go by, and then, like, that's just who you are for the rest of your life. You don't get to, like, like, you don't get to pick your nickname. If you're fucking born William, you can't be like, now you have to call me Billy until I die, you know? Why not? Yeah. Cause people won't fucking do it. Your parents, if your parents don't do it, nobody will do it unless, okay. Like if you decide, like I'm going to cut off all ties from my life before now, then you can be Billy. If your name's William for the rest of your life. But before then, if people were calling you bill instead of Billy or William, yeah, You'll never, that'll never go away. People still call me my nickname from high school when I see people from high school. Sure. You know what I mean? That's just the way it is. And like, you can't, you, you have to like literally cut everybody off from behind then in order to be Billy, which is that's, if my name was William, I would go by Billy. Really? Like I've always thought that B I L L Y. I've always, I always thought like, I don't know why more guys don't go by Billy. Billy, it's fuck cool name, dude. Look at Billy rolling in here. I'm Billy. I can tell.
10: I can tell you as a Danny that like I've had a lot of people, uh, you know, be like, "Oh, do you want Daniel or Dan?" Yeah. And I've gotten all. I've got all three from from different people, but I've always gone by Danny, and I have had people be like. I mean, I'm 32, and i be like, oh, why, why don't you just go by Daniel or Dan? I was like, I
11: don't know, because my mom fucking
1: called me this for like literally all of my life. Right, I'm just, I'm just Danny, you know? Danny is a funny one to me. I'm fascinated with names, by I'm the way, Uncle Danny. Just yeah. me and Brett, but Danny is fascinating because it doesn't quite sound right when you're a kid, Danny. Like when you're like eight, yeah. somebody calls you Danny, it doesn't sound exactly right. But as you get older, you grow into like Danny. I feel like once you get there's like it's perfect when you're like, when you're 32 and you're like, I'm Danny. You're like, this is, there's youthfulness to this name. I think Danny's a name for people in their middle times, you know?
0: I know. I know. You're just not a Y guy. Anything with a Y is for kids. It's like saying potty. Really? It's like, I'm sorry to dis. no, I, but here's what I'm going to say. I do think that keeping Danny is way more approachable because when someone turns 30 and they're like, I'm Daniel now and I wear a tie to work, you're like, oh, fuck, you're no fun anymore. What happened to Danny that would, like, you know, go blow up a frog with a, with an M-80? Yeah. Yeah. Was... yeah I... Go ahead, Danny.
10: I was going uh, to say, Lonnie, the name Lonnie, that sounds like this sort of – it doesn't have, like, a true – um, base besides Alonzo it just seems like one of those names that was permutated by the 1970s and like uh-huh. nobody knows like wh- why and how it turned out that way uh, kind of like uh like it's the name it has the same feeling as the name like Bud or Clay you know it's uh, sort of but it just exists there
1: but if I was named Bud I would go by Buddy you know? <laughs> you gotta get that why. I grew up with this kid. Why would you go by
0: Bray? And I can't
1: remember his goddamn real name, but he went by Bummer. And uh bummer. yeah. I just yeah. hung out with him a few times. Do you remember Bummer, Jason? That's a fun name. Don't think so. There was a kid that we hung out with when we lived in the condos that went by bummer, and he lived in a house over off in front of the condos, but he went by bummer. I think his dad just called him bummer, like You're a bummer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like it's a bummer that I had a kid. You know what I mean? Bummer. I don't know. I would be the Y guy if I had any chance. When my my grandma convinced me that I picked how I spell my name. She said it's B R I A N or B R Y A N and I was like, I'll take the Y.
0: How? She just said that? (laughs) Do you know how they worked? You you went through the birth process, you remember how that worked? Yeah, I asked Was Gwen asked her... able to give you any sort of input on her fucking name? No, when but
1: you... I asked my grandma how my name was spelled when I was like five or six, and she told me the two spellings, and I said, I'll take the Y. I'll be Y.
10: Oh, man, dude. My dad's name is Brian, and I'm going to blow your mind. His name is spelled E-R-I-O-N. That's. And for all of my life, I was like, why are all these Brian's spelling their fucking name wrong?
1: But oh,
10: wow. he's the weird one.
1: Yeah. Very that's great. a wild way to spell your name as a brian yeah, i gotta Brienne. say um well Brienne. danny <laughs> yeah danny uh i i'm going with the y though danny's every 100 time if i'm daniel I'm i think danny's danny. but no
0: daniels are annoying like when someone's around this fucking Daniel, I'm like, let's, let's ditch this fucking Daniel so we can do some illegal shit. I like one Daniel who does all <laughs> kinds of
1: illegal stuff. I know a Daniel. Daniel that does illegal shit. Daniel, hard, producer Dan is It's hard Daniel. to believe. Producer Dan is a Daniel, but he's also mm, a Dan. Is he Daniel or Dan? We called him Daniel when we hung out the whole time. Yeah, he was Daniel. Producer Daniel. That's true. I did. He's a sweet boy. So yeah,
0: I have done hard drugs with a Daniel. Yeah. Now that I think about but,
1: it. But uh, go ahead and get your plugs in, Danny. Thanks for calling in, and letting uh, us talk yeah. names. <laughs> yeah, we love it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah,
10: for sure. Yeah. Um, podcast, uh, it's called, uh, Ponzi Screams about, um, white collar crime and, uh, just like, uh, tricks, grips, and what have you, and what all the, uh, crazy people who make, uh, millions upon millions of dollars do to try to keep making millions. And, um, Next time or whenever I can uh, talk to you guys again, uh, you should let me know about any goofy uh, Ohio white collar crime that happened around you because I'm always looking for beats in terms of like uh, what to follow up on, and I'm always interested in what local government and government officials are doing to screw over their populace.
1: I might know somebody who could help
0: you out with that. I will. Uh, I will. I will keep it in mind. Don't. I know yeah, that Keep it in mind. The only one I can think of is Joyce Beatty as a representative in Ohio who basically she, as a uh, you, uh, the representative for the third district, she bought real estate from her husband for like a city project to make like a whole bunch of fucking money. Other than that, the only crime around here is just running an auto parts place and then you run it into the ground and then you reopen it with a different name. That's the majority of the grift that's going on here.
10: Yeah, there is actually a surprisingly amount, high amount of white collar crime that is basically just somebody trying to run a Ponzi scheme, a Ponzi scheme, uh, ripping off their immediate family and then immediately being caught about it. <laughs> like that's, that's a that's a large majority of it, but it is pretty entertaining.
0: When yeah, that's involved. Of course. All right, you ready to yeah. get this? Sorry. Yeah, I think it's break
1: time. Too. Is it break time? Yeah, now we can take a break, Brad.
0: Have a good one. Thanks for calling. Working in a gold mine. Whoops, no, music, about right? to
1: slip. no music,
0: Please don't leave. Will, will you put a scroll up there? There's no says, music?
1: I guess there's no yeah. music. Can I,
0: put, can, we, can I turn my phone on to Spotify? <laughs> what? You got something? Yeah. All right. We'll be
1: right back as soon as we can.
0: All right. Yeah, the mic audio shouldn't have been in there, but who cares? We're back. It's Street Fight Radio. We have a decent queue. We're taking calls. We do this every single Sunday night, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. Same number, 614-655-3887, every single time. You ready to get in these calls? Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
2: Yeah. what's up? Uh, it's Anthony. I'm calling from Bolivia. Not racist. Just oh, Bolivia.
1: Thank you sure. for not being racist <laughs> and just only being in Boliv- Bolivia.
2: Yeah. Well, not not. Not racist, but just, just international.
1: How's everything going on in Bolivia? How, what, what's, what's the uh, situation there?
2: Well, yeah, you said, talked about the COVID here, uh, and it is, it's not going great down here. Uh, my, I teach, uh, English and my job is up, but I'm not really sure when I could leave, uh, leave the country, uh, but there were a lot of fireworks tonight because there was like this is the six month anniversary of uh the time the army politely asked the uh President Evo to leave, so it's a very, very tense situation all around. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, that sounds uh that's not i mean it, it, what's uh how is uh so are they closed down there Yeah, well, there's not really like infrastructure here. So uh, they
2: just kind of locked everything down, but, uh, I mean, people got to work. It ain't really like it is in the States. Uh, I mean, it's I'm in the East, which is pretty close to Brazil. So it's it's like a, the big separatist sort of white hub of the country. Um, but there's like more indigenous neighborhoods where, I mean, people got to work uh, and the cops are really giving them a hard time, but it's not like it, I mean, they literally have
1: to work. Yeah. To like get food on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what's going on? What what's up? Well, it's crazy because
2: uh, I I I had a job here. Uh, they could have refunded my contract, but they couldn't re, they couldn't re sign my partner. So we're gonna try to gamble, I guess, and look look to like Korea or somewhere that's like hiring people. But it's it's a weird job market in, in that in the English field right now. It's a good way to see the world, but it's very tenuous in uh these kind of situations.
1: How did you um I mean how'd you get into working like international jobs like this?
2: Well, I was I was doing English in in DC and bartending uh and bar backing and security and just industry work. Um and uh, you know, it's like sixty hour days and stuff or sixty hour weeks, uh, especially on the weekends. So I just applied overseas uh
1: and this was the first school that hit me back up <laughs> down here. And you just you were just like I gotta get out of here? Like uh I yeah, I, I you yeah. decided you wanted to leave America or did you decide that like yeah, yeah, you just yeah. wanna see the country?
2: No, I mean like my rent was two like like a grand and a half in D C and it's two hundred now. Okay uh, for not for not that much different wages. Uh and it's <laughs> it's nice to to get out and see places uh, I ain't never really been before, but I haven't been to South America before this.
1: Yeah. And and you got down there and there, I don't know. I'm very bad at international politics at all. And yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. unrest there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's sort of an interim government that kind of pushed their way through uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, here they wouldn't call it a coup, but, The army and the police said we can't protect the president anymore uh here is like a really this is like the big sort of like separatist they're really really white here uh but in sort of where the the other people are from it's more indigenous so it's like a really big fissure point uh so there's there's that whole situation so uh but now this is just sort of letting the government get away with stuff kind of like back home i guess i don't know i haven't been home in a couple years but it's 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 kind of like a, a weird inverse mirror too especially because we're next to brazil which is like doing the same thing that the states are doing which is kind of uh crazy about it
1: just ignoring it i mean in the states yeah. they're ignoring it and <laughs> pretending like it's yeah, not a big but, deal
2: no there was a funny thing where the the president of brazil uh he went jet skiing and i had a barbecue and everyone was calling it like like the death ski those kind of things okay could, it's like a whole other level down there I, I think i think it's more of a pun in portuguese but it's still it
1: still kind of holds water i guess yeah i mean are you nervous <laughs> like are you nervous you're try you don't know when you can get out of the country at all they like no can you come back no, here
2: I mean, there's, there's recreation fights but they're like the thing they don't really talk about that is there's a lot of money to get re- repatriated uh, it's not like the military sending down like a C one hundred and thirty. It's like a private flight. It's like two or three thousand dollars. So you're, if I you, wanted to leave, so you can't
1: even get back and to the United
2: States. No, no time soon. But I also don't have a job either because uh, the school I had to close down a bunch of positions. Oh
1: goodness, I feel for you. Uh, are are there jobs you can do there that exist I, now?
2: I mean, not really. I'm teaching online on my computer, um, but soon my 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 visa is up. But I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna care that much. There's other stuff to fry. Um, but it's it's sort of a weird tenuous situation. And like, I kind of I have friends who do this job who are like locked down really hard in China or like uh, uh, like in the Middle East and places. Uh, and it's it's sort of like the double precariousness because there's this, and then like uh, even if we want to get home, it's probably not even a good idea to go home right now
1: yeah i don't really know i i I, i mean it is i mean they're opening stuff back up here and we don't know what's gonna happen when that's over i mean i think that's one of the things is like we have this extra layer of comfort because richest country in the world sort of thing but uh it seems like you know all there's been kind of a leveling out with covid where like america's dealing with it worse than most other places or as bad as other places that it's like who even knows where safe to be right now korea maybe yeah
2: yeah that's that's
1: what i was thinking because
2: then you get a free for those jobs they give you a free apartment and a free flight to get out there
1: yeah yeah korea and and china Korea and China seem like the places to me and Japan seems like they're doing a pretty good job with it
0: too. Vietnam's number 1. Yeah, Vietnam, <laughs> yeah, maybe Vietnam. try to get a job in Vietnam.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vietnam is hiring like crazy if anyone's
1: interested. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. I'd be I'd be on my way to Vietnam, but uh So, you can teach English without knowing the the native language? Yeah,
2: yeah, you're, it's actually better because uh it, you kind of have to, like, use really beginner words to kind of get down to their level. I I know Spanish, but it's, it's like, Chinese students and stuff, uh, and you really got to, like, it's better, it's better for them if you don't know it, because they they can't cheat.
1: Ah, okay, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, because you can say, like, door, and then point to the door, and then they know, like, oh, that's a door, you're going to say, like, puerta, and then, like, yeah they they just they think of it in Spanish, not in English or whatever language right
1: right ah okay, okay,
2: yeah 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 so it's, it's like it's why like the intensive ones that you do like the best way like is to just get dropped off somewhere. that's what they always say about a language.
0: you just roll into town, don't speak the language, and make everybody learn it <laughs> learn yeah you, learn you what you're to, saying, yeah,
2: <laughs> if you talk to like people's parents like first generation people like. Yeah, my dad moved to the States from Pakistan It opened a store, and my mom still doesn't know English. Like my, my my grandma never learned a lick of English.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. And then everyone
2: else just got, you got to learn it.
0: Yeah, she's like, no, I don't. I can talk to the people I need to.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's New York. So, like, why would you never need to? She never spoke anything other than Italian. Wow.
1: Wow, that, yeah. that, that is actually, uh, I mean, that's the thing that makes me the most nervous about traveling abroad, right? Is like not knowing the language. Yeah. <laughs> makes me feel a little yeah. more confident. Oh,
2: yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's different though when you live here than on vacation though. Because, I mean, when you live here, you can just go to the stores and that's pretty easy. You don't really need to, it's not like, you're not really asking for too many services. so you can kind of handle it. I mean, the banking and stuff can be a bit confusing. I didn't know Spanish at all when I came here, but you, you when you're living somewhere it's kind of different because you it's not like you're asking for too much kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Kind of go from place. But okay, I know you kind of you, know, you look at like the the receipts and like the computer screens with the checkout and stuff on the grocery store, uh, and it's all in the groceries and stuff here. You have to pay with American dollars. I don't really know why. Um, so it, it's not too, too much different rather like, than kind of like a sort of Latino area in the States. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, good luck out yeah. there. Keep us posted. We hope okay. you're okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely worse, but I just want to call in and say like, yeah, there's places where like, there definitely isn't the, the sort of like, uh, people are, people are dropping dead because the government is not taking care of them. It's not too much different in other places of
1: the world. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Well well, thanks. Thanks for calling in. And uh yeah, thanks guys. Have yeah. Peace. Good luck. Yeah. Never never considered moving out of the country. Not a single fucking time. Really? I just never even thought about it. Yeah. Too scary for me. Too scary. Like it's scary here, but I feel like I understand the scariness here. Sure. I feel like I go somewhere else. I wouldn't even know if it was scary. Right. You know? Like if is this scary? <laughs> right is it what's normal you know, what's the is this am i supposed to be ter- like am if i you in trouble in a, right now if you were in like japan or something while this is happening you wouldn't know how freaked to be yeah like here we know like okay so the president's saying it's not that big of a deal uh rich people are are going to iowa and hiding on fucking farms this is a problem yeah no to be scared
0: right you know Go ahead and uh, let's get this next one. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
12: Uh, hey, this is
1: Maddie. What's up, Maddie? How you doing?
12: I'm good. How are y'all?
1: I'm okay. I'm uh, I'm a little. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm my serotonin levels are a bit something. I don't know what it is. I'm on that medicine. It makes me feel like even keeled, which is kind of nice. I don't feel that way very often. So, what's up, Maddie? Yeah, I.
12: Nothing much. Uh, my computer is still broke as shit. Um, can't do anything.
0: Yeah, you were working uh, on... You were wor- what were you working on?
12: I was working on a speech for class, and this is a graduation requirement, and I already have like a 75% in this class, because okay. I kept forgetting to do homework. Um, so I emailed my professor, and she was just like, gave me some answer I did not understand. And I'm amazed with, like, how many adults, like, can't form a proper sentence, and this lady's supposed to be teaching us how to speak. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, so I, I'm gonna hit up my advisor and be like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Just, like, just please, I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But, um. That's rough. But yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'll, one way or another, I'll... You know get through it but it's just like really annoying
0: yeah it's kicking the um, teeth
1: yeah 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 so it's not even like a thing yeah. you can fix with another computer
12: it's not that i can't like i have a laptop the problem is i had done all the research and then was almost done writing the speech uh and was like gearing up to like record myself giving the speech and then my computer died i hate so computers all, yeah, all all the progress I had made, and, like, I was basically, like, pretty much done, and it's gone, because I, and, like, I can order parts to fix it, but the parts that I need to fix it won't get to me in time,
1: so. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I... I use Google Docs now because I'm so terrified of losing anything like i I upload everything to Dropbox now and use Google Docs, so I'm sure the government has everything they ever wanted to know about me i guess but uh
8: yeah
1: oh, that's scary that's that's too bad i i was it windows yeah, it was windows well
12: it it's not like the windows that like crashed it's just like nothing is turning on there's no power going to my oh, computer whatsoever
1: that's broken
12: and i i even tried frankensteining it because i have an old computer that i pulled parts out of and tried to like slap together something that could maybe work and it just still wasn't working so it's probably a motherboard failure which Yeah, you're- is annoying because i just replaced this motherboard seven months ago <laughs> you're gonna have
1: to take it to some freaky weirdo that
0: uh yeah uh, I think Maddie said I, I think, she, You are a freaky weirdo that works in computers, right?
12: Yeah, yeah, I'm a freaky weirdo computer person. <laughs> I I can do it myself. I'm just like annoyed because this, like this couldn't have waited one more week.
1: Yeah, yeah, you
12: couldn't have just held out for one more week, but. Yeah, it's fine. That's, I'll that, get
1: it. You'll get it back, and and you think they'll be cool about it? I mean, I think teachers are being a little bit cooler, you know.
12: I am not sure, uh, like, that's true, but, like, my classes have been online the entire semester, so it's not like there was any, like, big changes for me. Okay. Um, the only thing that happened was our semester was pushed back, like, a week or two because they had to move everything that was in person to online, uh, like, halfway through the semester, uh, But none of that changed for me. It was just like, you know, continuing on as usual. Um, so I don't really have much of an excuse. I just like had like a mild mental breakdown a couple weeks ago and just like, m- like mentally couldn't do anything. And then a week later, I got, I got really fucking high it Unintentionally And couldn't turn in any homework And so I faked having diarrhea And got my doctor to write me a note Cool um, <laughs> And then Now my computer's dead And I was just like alright you're not going to believe this But um now My computer's dead
1: Oh, oh I hate when that happens Oh <laughs> That is the worst yeah. Because you know what they're thinking yeah. right oh, yeah. You know because yeah. you have to think that way. Have, yeah. Because most people are just fucking with you, you know?
12: Yeah. And, like, I try to be honest. Like, obviously, the, me, like, having the shits thing was fake. Uh, but, like...
1: Having the shits is a move, or, yeah.
12: can Yeah. I, mean, I,
1: I can say, like, that's the only excuse that works a hundred percent of the time because people think you would like nobody would ever lie about publicly. It's like my grandma died, but it's saying I have diarrhea and people just, nobody thinks that you would ever call into work and say you have diarrhea.
12: Right. And it's just like, what are you going to do? Make me drop trow and show you my rare asshole. Like, no, (laughs) you're not going to do that. So like, but, um, but, like the reason why I called in tonight, uh Brian, you'd like t- mentioned, like applying to like social media stuff, Mhm, uh-huh. never do it, don't do it, yeah, um uh, it is like a soul sucking nightmare um i like I am a like web ba- web developer and designer my major is web development and design, and we have to go through like social media uh training because like it's part of the design portion. And, uh, I had to watch like an online like seminar a couple weeks ago where it was like teaching you how to tweet, like a business. And it, and like, I was like, my eyes blazed over and I just like started like just, you know, speaking in tongues and I wanted to murder someone. Like it was just, <laughs> it was just like, you have to search all the, all the new trends and find a way to relate to people. But you can't be political, and I'm just like, kill me. Just fucking kill me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just now thinking about how, like, so what's trending for me right now is Forrest Gump, Obamagate craig legalized camp and trump gate and i'm just imagining being like wendy's try the new baconator it it won't set you back like obamagate did (laughs) you know yeah Yeah.
12: exactly and that you're selling your soul to the devil if you do it like
1: yeah it seems like i mean if
12: you're into that kind of thing sure but
1: it seems hard to me. That's all it is for me. Is like it just seems I I wouldn't even know what to do with that. So uh yeah, hey, it's it, it, me you neither. Know. Like that's why they. That's I mean, but I don't think anybody can really naturally talk like a business. You know, uh, money in no, the you bank. Have to like- so MITB because Money in the Bank is happening tonight is trending. It's like, uh, boy, I wish that Baconator was in the Money in the Bank briefcase instead of uh, the title shot. Right? <laughs> yeah. Is that a you're, good one? You're good. Yeah. I would pay for these. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I got it. Man, now as long as it's only about the Baconator, I'm all set. Yeah. <laughs> I just
12: I'm one of those people who's like incredibly honest, like almost to a fault, and like uh like when i set up the the show the show in harrisburg and like as soon as like zoe figured it out she looked at me and i just instantly crumbled and like just like just spilled all the beans because i cannot tell a lie i am just a very honest person and so like doing all that sh- and, like tweeting like a business or whatever would just destroy me i would like i would get fired because i would start like po- like posting just like communist quotes and shit yeah (laughs) yeah i wouldn't be able to take it anymore
1: well it worked for Steakums so (laughs) yeah well maddie thanks for calling in uh we appreciate you and uh you're great you brought us to harrisburg so thank you
12: yeah thank you guys again so much for coming out everyone had a blast and like people tell me all the time like it was so much fun
1: it was was fun for us too yeah
12: yeah i'm glad you guys had fun
0: yeah it's a cool city have a good one yeah. maddie's great please call back one of my favorite street fighters maddie gave me
1: um uh, wait maybe i maybe i'm wrong about if she gave me the family values vhs somebody gave me the family values vhs and that Harryford.
0: was zoe that was the birthday oh, pers- it's hanging on
1: my wall in my in my uh office now yes i hung it up family values 98 vhs
0: all right thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight
13: Hey, what's going on, guys? I'd like to remain anonymous because I'm talking about my job, and want to say thank you for taking a call. Thanks for answering my chat message. How not, are you guys doing?
0: Not a problem. We're
1: pretty good. How How are you? What What's going on at work? I'm uh, gonna lay it
13: out to y'all right now. I work for Guitar Center,
1: and mm. uh, if you
13: haven't seen the news recently, uh, Guitar Center is in trouble. A lot of broken mortars. Uh, there was reports that came out in Bloomberg of emergency meetings when the shutdowns happened in the beginning of April and March beginning of April that the company is in billions of dollars, like about one point five billion in debt. Oh. It missed loan it missed loan payments and is going to be up for debt restructuring, which is about this gonna be the third time in ten years. What that this is hacked. Yes. Uh, it's, and, and uh, interestingly enough, it was sold to Bain Capital by the, original. Oh, oh, you're no. fucked, you're oh, fucked,
6: no, no. <laughs> you don't no, got a no, job. Just,
13: no, no, hang on, this was back in 2005, okay. and Bain went down and was absorbed by Ares management, and since then it has been, uh, basically a lot of liquidity trading back and forth for the debt. Uh, the company itself, as far as working there, I mean, it's brutal, just like a lot of other brick and mortar retail prior to COVID, skeleton crews. They were running, they run an, a sales per hour commission system that it just punishes you if you work more. Uh, playing with benefits, low wages. Slicing staff, especially in operations, and yet expecting the storefront as well as the distribution center to be omni-channels for dot-com as well as in-store brick-and-mortar purchases. Jeez, so a lot of put on one person. So, the, uh, what's happening now with COVID? So, majority of the staff was furloughed. Uh, now, we all know, I won't say where, where I'm at, but I am in one of the states where they are fucking us on unemployment. Uh, and basically playing the game of, well, you're technically open, so go to work. Um,
1: Is Guitar Center open? Uh,
13: where I am, yes. I've, and it, it depends on where you're at in the country. Um, they are providing gloves. They are providing masks. They're providing cleaning supplies, uh, hand sanitation. Uh, they're only running limited hours. They are limiting the amount of people that come into the stores. So there is a little bit of that. Uh, They haven't installed the screens yet. Like they said, they were going to uh, the plastic shield. Yeah. Um, They basically laid off half the store staff in a majority of these locations that have reopened and just from talking with my, you know, my coworkers that made it we're just, they're pretty much fired. but they're keeping everyone on this weird layoff because maybe it gets better. or Maybe it doesn't.
0: Are they, um, they're not getting paid during layoff. It's like a furlough thing.
13: It's a furlough thing. Uh, they did cover us uh, for the 10 shifts uh, for when it started. And then after that, it's your own vacation time, sick time. Um, but again, with the unemployment situation that's happening in a lot of these states across the nation, you know, we're, it, it doesn't matter. And as well as, you know, uh, as an example, And I believe the governor of Iowa uh, said, uh, you're going back to work. Don't care if there's zero hours. If if anyone leaves because you're not happy with what's going on, it's considered a voluntary quit. Right. Uh, Guitar Center offers a, quote, voluntary furlough. If you're one of the lucky that, you know, uh, that gets sent back in via the Hunger Games uh, and don't like it, you can leave. You're not fired and they don't treat it as being quit. But you're in a limbo. And good luck getting your uh, UEI based on it. Um, It's pretty bad. Uh, There's been, I saw someone get arrested because uh, you have to have a mask to come into the store. Excuse me, that's the other policy, obviously. Uh, And of course, there's been people that do not like that policy. Yeah. And like I said, I've heard on other shows uh, in the whole bread tube world, Michael Brooks said said it best, uh, you know, the only time a cop should be going up to somebody is to give them a mask. And not beat the shit out of them or arrest
0: them. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, yeah. That's like what we said about the uh, tail light issue. I mean, the cops should just roll up and replace your fucking tail light bulb. <laughs> that's the, the creating an arrest out of it is not ideal.
13: Right, and, and again, it's just you know it, it's stress. It's already shitty, and you, you hear me clicking my cigarette lighter here. Don't mind me taking a pull. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it, this is pretty bad. Um, and the way that we're all getting already with how our pay structures are set up with this reduced hours, um, and then even just getting swamped and overloaded, like even with the new precautions, like it's hard, it's been hard to do the job before. It's even double hard to do this job. And honestly, you know, our, we're being treated, we tell folks, look, what do y'all want? This is, I'm sorry to say this, but you can't really come in and browse. Like, this isn't, this isn't it. You know, you yeah, kind of have to be like, yo, this is what I need. And I'm going to go home with it right now. At am Um But people are coming out and they're using us as like the quarantine cabin fever breakers. Yeah. And that, that and I just, I just plead to say to folks like, yo, we'll curbside. We'll p- you pick it up later. Like, you know, the last place you want to be in a pandemic is a open to the public retail store that you're encouraged to go touch things
0: yeah yeah i know like i'm yeah going in you gotta you really gotta try this uh three thousand dollar guitar how it plays smoke on the water you gotta give it a try let let me run through talent
13: levels inside this i you know i I hear the wanks (laughs) i hear the wanking all day but hey i was when i was a kid man i've been in and out of this business since i was a teenager yeah and like it's It's really shitty in the sense because for a lot of musicians, a lot of artists, despite what is, I mean, the nineties was cash, baby. Cash was just flying in everyone's pockets back in the nineties with this, with the industry, but with the dot coms and with how everything got Walmartized, as we call it, uh, it wrecked a lot of career opportunities. Uh, and it's, but, and, but, but still with what's there now, this is going to suck for a lot of musicians. And a lot of artists out there because it is the one job that can be our fucking selves at and be in our industry and, and at least keep foot you know i i had plenty of stuff lined up before the shutdown my books was starting to get filled and gone now you know and yes. can't get unemployment and my band wasn't big enough to be considered a small business to go get to any ppe type shit or anything like that right um you know so it's it's gonna be like rough in that regard. Like, don't be surprised if Guitar Center's gone. Because ah. uh, I doubt I doubt they're go that they're going to go a chapter eleven. I think it has to go seven this time because three million like three million dollars in cash on hand, and this this has been reported in the news. Uh, you know, three million cash on hand and this billion dollar debt, and they're missing payments. They skip paying some of the vendors. Um, so yeah, I mean, don't be surprised it disappears. You know, some people will be happy about that, but I don't know what would replace it.
11: You know, yeah, I, don't, I don't
13: know if there's enough mom and pops that are going to be able to spring up and especially in this uh, economic contraction, who the fuck is going to get a capital investment loan, you know, yeah. and who, and on top of that, Fender and Gibson and all these other big names and so forth and so on, they've been so used to dealing with guitar center, bulk buying the shit out of them. Uh, that's why you just see like tons of Fender guitars, tons of Gibson guitars and, and Epiphones in these stores. Uh, good example, quick story. You don't see Mesa boogie amps in Guitar Center anymore because Guitar Center wants Mesa to try and push them to foreign labor to, to do mass production overseas saying, yo, you need to give us X amount of triple rectifiers at this price. And Mesa said, hm, fuck you. We do this handmade style in California. Right. That's how we do it. At, there's a three-year waiting list on a brand new triple rectifier head, you know. Uh, so that's why you don't, and that's what Guitar Center did to the industry. Trent Reznor did a documentary on this. He went on ten minutes in the same way I am about how G wrecked a lot of these, these product designs um, and R and D. But that's the thing: it, it Ben, who's going to sell fingers? Uh, you know, like like no, they're not going to go to a mall and pop. Be like, yeah, we'll we'll cut you in the same way we did Guitar Center, right? So yeah, get. Gibson Guitars is $50 million in a hole. They've already been in trouble when the feds went and raided their building 10 years ago for the bad wood.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember
13: that. They've been in trouble ever since. Uh, Gibson may disappear. You know, they they in a lot of trouble. And no one really buys their guitars.
1: Peavy was in a lot of trouble, too, when we did that undercover boss. Peavy was closing places.
13: They finally sent it overseas. It's gone. It left Mississippi. The only thing there's a fucking post, a post office box. Yeah. PV's all PV's China now, uh, Dean's here. Dean is still here, but, uh, they're kind of the same way. They're a post office box that, uh, you know, uh, Randall, all the Pantera shit, you
1: know, no. <laughs> that was here
13: in the, you know, that was all in the South. That's all overseas now.
1: Well, I hope it looks up. I mean, I, I don't know how, how. Like, well, is I, Guitar Center guys, run by Sweetwater? No.
13: No, they're, they are separate. Are they and competitors? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, uh, they, when you they, search they,
1: Guitar they, Center, Sweetwater is the first result, which is...
13: Because they pay, they pay for that ad. They yeah, yeah, that yeah. To, to, to fuck with GC. GC, uh, GC um, partner online is Musician's Friend.
1: Ah, I tried to buy some stuff from them. Very hard. Very hard. But uh,
13: mm-hmm. uh, if 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 I could just leave on this, because I'd like you know, so other callers can get it. First, thank you guys for this uh, platform. Sorry to be all talky and taking that space. I just wanted to get this out. Uh, but if there's anyone else from Guitar Center that's listening to this, start talking with your fucking co-workers and start fucking organizing. Yeah. Because it's only going to get fucking worse. Okay? If everybody thinks it, it, it was bad before this, it, your 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 sales per hours are tanking right now and they're not going to compensate us for it they're not so you need to start organizing and you need to talk to folks that are have been furloughed and you need to tell them not to cross the fucking line and don't take that call yeah shut these stores down shut these fucking stores down
1: yeah i like that there's fire in that
0: well uh thanks for calling in yeah we appreciate thanks it thanks again great thanks call again, thank Keep you yeah, I love it. That, you that, too. That was fascinating. I, lo- I love hearing stuff when somebody just goes off. It's like, that's why there's a three-year fucking wait on whatever he said. A, trip, a Mesa Boogie two, triple-, triple rectifier. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but now I'm like in. I'm like, whoa. We need that to is get a big deal. One of these Mesa Boogie yeah. triple rectifiers. I'd like here. to have a couple of those around. It sounds yeah. like a Birkin bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and also i love uh the i love the backstories just the quick catching up of like all those famous guitar brands from rolling stone magazine like they've bought out by venture capital gutted this is what they're doing now this is how guitar center is fucking with the way the guitars are made oh it's sad it's it sucks
1: yeah you know that's why people don't play guitar anymore there aren't any yeah they ain't making them
0: yeah, maybe. No, I'm I kidding. think there's you enough guitar You could guitars. go buy them at, at a, a, a pawn shop. There's more people giving up guitar than starting on it every single day. That might be true. I don't know. I mean, all right, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh oh. Hey y'all. Hey, who's this?
1: Steve in Shanghai. What's up, Steve? How's things going in Shanghai?
5: Things are going pretty good. I wanted to check in and let you guys know how it was out of here. You guys, is it going better for you? Yeah, Disneyland is reopening. Um, oh, we, we went see. out to a big party the other weekend shut down by the cops.
0: Whoa!
5: We're going out doing social cool stuff and it's it's getting back to normal. Oh,
1: really? The, was uh, the party shut down by the cops for coronavirus. No, it's because we were being loud. <laughs> and cases aren't <laughs> we going big, up?
5: Uh, amplifier and shit up on the rooftop, and we're playing music and stuff.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I like to hear that. So, what? We went from, they went November, would you say, to, to recent?
5: It was like the end of December when things started to happen, and at the end of January is when everything really kind of locked down. And we just started getting back used to everything at the beginning of May,
1: and, like three months. And you're able to like go to like gatherings and shit. Like, are, are you able to do yeah, mass no gatherings? I think
5: that um, like movie theaters and shit are still closed, but the mall is open. They don't scan you anymore for anything. You don't have to show your little QR codes. You can just go in and buy shit. Nobody cares.
1: Ah, the movie theater. China though. on the decline.
0: Get those yeah. movie
1: theaters
5: back. Yeah, I don't there's, think there's, there's any there way not to been tell. Any new cases in Shanghai for two months. I think they're saying.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> think about
1: that. Oh, how great would that be? Just to be hearing that, me and you getting on the fucking old uh, grind again, right? Sounds like someday we're gonna get be able to get on the old grind again. Yep. Although we're yeah. not, we're actually doing it the wrong way. We're doing the opposite of what China did. So I guess, you know. Cause I mean, you know, we're a freedom loving country and we gotta be able to go to Marshalls <laughs> mm-hmm. and buy uh Reebok sweatpants. Yep. To t- <laughs> yeah, we missed out on all of those Mother Day's candle Yeah, deals. Yeah. So but it is nice to hear that things are getting back to normal out there and that that and and you know, hopefully it, it lasts because uh it just, it, we're opening up this week, so we don't even really know yet.
5: Yeah, and I want to tell you, we just found out the other day about um, like layoffs and shit here. If a big company here does layoffs, they have to pay a huge fine to the government, so they're not firing people because they would have to pay just through the nose to do it.
1: That's, wow. That's That's what I'm talking about. That's what we should have here. If you fucking do layoffs, it's like here's here's your fine, and like Bill Engvall would come yeah. out and say, "Here's, here's your, your fine,", fine. yeah, <laughs> you know, I like
0: that, yeah. Here's your fine. They, they they would have to play that. The cop would be like, "All right, in order this, for this to be official, you have to listen to this." Yeah, and then Bill Engvall shows
1: up. Well, it's good to hear that you're getting back to normal and that you got the cops called on you for partying too hard. I like to hear that. Uh that's how you do it. Um. Sounds like things are good in Shanghai so far. Is it nice to get out and do yeah, shit? So you know.
5: Yeah, it's cool to to go out and like see your friends and have drinks together or go out to restaurants and shit. You know, we we could do a lot of that for a while anyway, but now it's there's so many more people out and it's just normal again.
1: Oh, sounds like the a only dream. thing is
5: we still can't we still can't leave the country if we wanted to.
1: Yeah, I don't think that
0: that. That's probably going to be and an
1: issue. We don't really want to. Yeah, I, I wouldn't leave
0: yeah. right now. Hey, can I ask what? Can I, in your opinion, are do you, do you think that they're being honest about their numbers? I think they're fudging
5: the numbers some, but not as bad as like all the, the weirdo conspiracy theorists think. You know, at first they they kind of covered everything up, and then it got out, and they're like, "Well, shit, we gotta we gotta fess up to this." Okay. And once it got big, they, they started putting on trackers on the internet and could see like nearby cases and stuff like that and all the, the contact tracing. So I think they're being a lot more upfront about it now than at the very beginning and way more upfront than like the states or some other countries are being. How,
0: so how does the contact tracing work? Is that, some, is that an app that they put on your phone or they just automatically have that info?
5: There's like two apps that- Everybody uses no matter what. It's Alipay and WeChat and it's just basically it ties in with your bank account. It's how you pay for shit anywhere. Okay. And they they use um like GPS tracking to see if you've been near somebody that's been exposed. Okay. You get a little QR code. It's green if you're good. It's yellow if like you've been near other people who have been through quarantine and have recovered, and if you've been exposed to somebody that definitely has it, and you need to go into quarantine, it turns red, and then you can't go anywhere and they lock you up. Well, that, like I would do that. Hotel. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's what needs to happen. They'll put you in a hotel, or if it's not a high risk, I think you can quarantine at home. That's great. Nothing's really happened here, because there's just no cases in, in Shanghai now.
1: That's great. That's, That's great news. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Well, I wish we were doing that. Yeah.
0: I mean, looking at the number looking at the numbers on worldometer.info, uh, is China's just unreal <laughs> compared to everybody else. Yeah. They they've got three deaths per one million population. Yeah. Compared to Italy's at five hundred, UK's four sixty nine, we're in the two fifties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like we are thousands of times more than China. Yeah. We're the worst because
1: we're not testing people. We're and not people are afraid to go. Yeah. One well, we of the worst? UK is pretty no.
0: dumb. UK. Remember, we came from dumbass UK people. And they, they're doing <laughs> their own stupid revolution over there right alongside us. And they're doing better. They believe in herd immunity. They actually went all in on herd immunity over there. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that think, was stupid. I think
1: they started
5: taking it more serious when Boris uh, caught it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
5: They're like, I mean, oh,
1: shit, our leaders got it. We got to, we got to chill out a bit. If I'm Boris Johnson, I'm taking it really serious after I get it too. Like and then it's like, no, yeah. this isn't I mean, come on. <laughs> that's
0: not bullshit.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's no bullshit. Trump Trump has had 87 people around him that have it and I know, somehow cannot catch
0: it. I know. He's immune to it. His his perfect evil aura. He's the antichrist, dude. Keeps perfect. it.
1: Yeah, that he is the antichrist. Actually, uh, well, I, I shouldn't spoil this, but one of our guests on Holy Boys makes the case of why Trump is not the Antichrist. Yeah, I don't think he is. And she's an expert on who the Antichrist might be. Okay. So he doesn't meet the requirements, uh, unfortunately. Got it. So he's not the Antichrist. I think I'm the Antichrist. That would be nice. That would get, us a, that would lot of, get a lot a of hits. money. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. It, uh, it's good to hear some good news for once.
0: Hopefully hopefully, yeah, no we problem. start heading
1: in that direction. H- have a great evening.
0: A great evening.
1: Here, have a great day.
0: <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day.
5: Yeah, later on.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, good to go. Yeah. Thanks for calling us, Fight. Who are we talking to? Hi,
14: this is uh, Cody from Maine. Might remember me as the guy who recommended like, "Trapped
1: in a Purple Haze." Trapped in a purple haze. Do you remember that, Brett? I don't think so. I gotta Google it because uh, I'm insane. The Hayden
3: Christensen TV
0: movie. Oh yeah, yes, yes. 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 Christ- I'm Googling. <laughs> You're the it. Christian yes. maniac You're the <laughs> Christian. Oh my god! Damn, I, I didn't remember- even get to watch that. I'm yeah. trapped
1: in a purple haze. To tell you the truth, this is why I haven't <laughs> watched it. <laughs>
14: So, um, again, luck of the draw, I keep seeming to get the midnight. But anyways, uh quick metal recommendations and a couple weird movie recommendations if you guys are down. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, always. All right. So, Brett, you mentioned you've been into kind of bluesier stuff. Have you heard of Wolf Tooth? Wolf Tooth? Yeah, they're pretty recent. I think it's a bunch of guys who did a bunch of local bands for a while. Um, they do, like, very kind of uh Sabbathy style stuff there. Heavy, very doomy. Um, okay. I recently really got into that. My top Mono Lord, which if you haven't heard of Mono Lord, check them out too.
0: like Stoner Doom. I need the I need something at like breakneck speed. I need something fast. Oh uh, shit I I've been slow recently.
14: I mean unless uh, have you heard the new Black Your Murder album?
0: No, I haven't heard that. Oh.
14: It's good. It's I mean literally Black Dolly Murder is you know, one of those bands where they don't surprise me, but I don't really mind. It's it's a new Black Valley Murder album. It's good, it's fast, really good songwriting.
0: Yeah, I've never listened if to, you them. Want something to them. Really? Yeah, oh, I don't know them at all. Okay. I'll I'll, okay, I'll jump you... into that. I've been listening to uh yeah. War Warbringer has been the one that I like okay. a lot right now. I haven't even checked out Warbringer. And uh Hexen and uh Hexen Havoc. The okay, uh,
14: Havoc is good. I really like that new record. Yeah. Yeah,
0: the new Havoc is fucking awesome.
14: Uh, have you heard of Igniter?
0: Nope. <laughs>
14: nope. They're kind of like a speed metal throwback thing. I actually found out about them. Um, they actually the theme song for Hatchet, the slash film.
0: Oh, yeah. I fucking love that movie.
14: Yeah, they do a song for that. I think they actually, um, I think Adam Green, the director, actually like, co owns a label. I think they're on that label, or they were um so yeah they have a song about hatchet and it's fucking rock
0: wait is hatchet that like uh it was the the slasher movie but it was kind of tongue-in-cheek where they did the 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 swamp tour yeah is that it
14: yeah that's hatchet, oh, hatchet and he
0: rips the fucking arms off like jacks from mortal Kombat at one point
14: yeah and it rips the lady's fucking jaw
0: yes yeah all right yeah i love that movie yeah oh i love
14: that I love it's that. a really I good one agree.
0: i haven't i don't see um, a lot of people mention that movie but i do like that one and apparently there's sequels it to it
14: yeah the sequels are mixed um i actually haven't seen all of them yet uh so i should probably use that all right. Um, if you do like that, I actually what I would recommend for Adam Green is uh, digging up the marrow, which is a um, documentary he did, where he meets a guy played by Ray Wise, who pretty much tells him, like I I have monsters in my backyard, and I can prove they're real, and it's it's a really weird movie. Um, it's got a lot of it's like half documentary. Like the first half of it is pretty much like at a horror con, just like interviewing his friends and people he's worked with. Uh huh. And then Ray Wise pops up, and he's like, "I can prove monsters are real." And then the second half of the movie is like this you know, thing about he's he's like, you know, this guy's strange. So long. Is there something real? Um, I would definitely recommend that. Okay. Um, it's called and- digging up the marrow. Digging out the marrow. It's from 2013
0: or 14. That's cool. I like the, I do love the uh, mockumentary stuff. I was really a big fan of uh, Leslie, whatever that's called, Vernon or Behind the Mask. Oh, yeah. You ever yeah. Me?
14: Oh, that one's fun. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, that reminded me of that a little bit. Uh, yeah. Like the OG one is Dog Bites Man, I think. Yeah. Uh,
14: did you ever see
0: Grave Encounters? Great. Nope. Don't know it. I'm not very uh, do deep. Ever,
14: like, uh, do you ever, like, ghost hunter shows in, like, 2000s, especially, um, like, ghost adventures and stuff? Yeah. Okay, so it's, um, the movie's pretty much about, like, a show like that, and it's they encounter real ghosts, and all just get fucked up.
0: That's awesome. Sounds yeah. nice. Oh, it's
14: great. Um, it's actually great because um, the lead guy is pretty much Zach Bagan from Ghost Adventures, like, to a T. Cool. Got like that same kind of like vaguely douchey vibe.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Bullshit, snake oil salesman.
14: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it, so they really nailed that. Um, and there's just there's a couple of great scenes because like they show one where they just like pay a groundskeeper like, "Look, here's twenty bucks. You just say you saw a ghost."
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I saw a ghost. Where was it? Over there. Yeah, that's perfect. That's funny.
14: Um sounds good. Oh yeah. And I have to recommend this one to you because this is one of my favorite weird fucking movies no one's heard of. Uh Tourist Trap.
0: Okay. Okay.
14: It is from nineteen seventy nine. And it is about a group of kids who get stranded at a roadside tourist trap with that is wax like mannequin figures. Like, you know, like the um like who's that who's the lady that does the wax figures?
0: Madame Tussaud. Madame Tussaud. Thank you,
14: yeah. Um, so I said it after it's you. like a roadside gas station, uh, with that. And yeah, I look- really don't know how much I can tell you about this because it's such a weird film that I kinda just like watch it blind as you can.
0: This looks good enough for but me. I, yeah, I've seen I can see it this is, creepy whatever the hell these things are, mannequins.
14: Yeah, oh, they are. It is one of my favorite movies ever. All right. Um, just, well, it's great. It's weird. It's kind of funny at times. Uh, especially because uh, one of the actors in it, Chuck Connors was like, I guess, like a TV Western actor. Uh-huh. And so he has this very kind of, you know, like John Wayne, like, had a very kind of like specific way he acted that was kind of exaggerated. But it like works for that, but it's a little silly. Yeah he kind of Chuck Connors is kind of doing that, but in like a horror film. Okay. Like he has like this whole monologue, like, you know, used to be folks would come all, all around, but then the highway came through (laughs) and it's like, it's like, you think you're in a different fucking movie. Yeah. You think you're in like a Western.
1: Um, it sounds good,
14: but it's great. Uh, it's, uh, directed by David Smaller, who's great. It's produced by the legendary um, hack auteur, Charles Band, who did all the Puppet Master movies. Tight. That's um, awesome. and awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful and weird and amazing. Awesome. All right. Sweet. Uh, Alright, thank you guys for helping me get through another shift. Have a good night. Thank you for the stuff
0: to watch. No problem. I'll check back in later. Now I got the job of having to watch and look at all this stuff.
1: I have to watch I have to watch a bunch of wrestling this week, which is just a, a
0: trial for me.
1: Yeah. I Really hate it. I haven't uh, watched any wrestling for a while, so it should be fun.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't I like guys like that.
1: We've yeah, had me two too. so
0: far. The guitar guy that just will go off about like guitar shit that you have no idea about is good. This is also horror movie guy. Yeah. One of my best horror movie friends was also obsessed with Puppet Master. And would, like, get emails from the maker and, like, got producer credits on some of the, like, later <laughs> later movies, you know, by, like, throwing a tax check at the fucking Puppet Master guy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Make another Puppet Master, dude. But they just, like, have heard a million things <laughs> and prescribe it to you like a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. just like, uh, I like that, too. Yeah, no, less of less of this, more of that. I like, this is what I like. All right, last call. Alright, let's get this last call and we'll get all. a little early
1: night off.
0: This time I take the call, the one that ends it all. We could use that for we could use that on the soundboard from Megadeth.
1: Oh really? Yeah. That's a line? Yeah.
0: Yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey
6: guys, how you going? How's it going tonight?
0: Okay. Pretty good.
6: Alright, this is uh Giant Space Dance, also known as Ben, I'm uh, Kiara's partner.
1: Oh, hey, um, oh, how's hey it going? what's up?
6: Good. Um, Brett, I'm glad you like Nine Treasures. I got another recommendation for you guys. It, it's a little bit more far away from metal. Uh, See? They're called Go the ahead. Dread Crew of Omwood. Sorry. They call their style heavy mahogany. They're like um, an acoustic pirate metal band.
1: Okay. That sounds wild. They're, sounds like some Brad stuff.
6: Interesting. Yeah, I, I accidentally saw them in concert. They're very entertaining.
0: Um <laughs> I do uh I, okay, so here's what I'm gonna say. When people make recommendations, they always try to, to like force you into their thing. Uh and this is a much a big stretch, but I do love acoustic metal a lot. Like I love that Metallica acoustic. Apocalyptica. I love Rodrigo y Gabriela. I love fucking acoustic metal. So this, I think this will okay. work for me. Give it a look, Brett. Give it a look. Well, it,
6: hey, um, Brian, you said you're on Seracol now. Yeah. Uh, I have a story to share. It may not apply to you. Um, I was on Seracol for a while, and uh, I do like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and sambo and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, uh, I had the side effect of sweating like crazy. So much, I didn't even know how much water I was losing. And I ended up in the EDR.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, on IV fluid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, I'm like trying to figure out, it might have been the Kratom and it could have been the cup of coffee I drank before I came here. But uh, I was on this stuff called Buspar for a period of time. And I think it's oh, like yeah. sort of the same thing. And it made me sweat real bad and made me tired before I went to work. So I had to stop taking it. And uh I, I think I'm just concerned. Anything that makes me sweat more, no, I no. I need
0: less sweat. I need You need <laughs> Botox in your in your sweat glands. <laughs> I know. I, I sweat plenty, trust me. <laughs> well, the funny thing that you said that is actually before we started, he was like. I'm really tired, and I'm really sweaty, and I've felt like this before, so I think it's just one of those medicines that makes you tired and sweaty. I know
1: it's great. Oh, thank you, doctor. You've saved my life by making me tired and sweaty. <laughs> Too tired to be nervous. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that doesn't work. That was that's the idea behind the first pill they gave me. Was they were like, oh, Good. this shit. It's called a uh, hydroxyzine this shit's just going to bring you down. It's going to make you tired. And it's like, well, now I'm tired and nervous. Now I'm like tired and having a panic attack. <laughs> that doesn't, that's not what I'm <laughs> shooting for. You know, I'm shooting for not having the panic attack. Yeah. You know, Right. it takes a lot to slow me down. I wish you could, I wish you could be super really honest with, with these people and just be like, let me tell you something here. It takes a lot to bring a man like me down. Like, it's like, I, I need somebody to come shoot me with the tranquilizer dart every night. Like I'm a bear or something. Right. <laughs> because that's the size I am and, and what I need. That's how, that's how nervous I am all the time. You know? Right. Uh, I think a lot of it, I, I also wonder if like, maybe because I perform live, if they, if they figure like, well, this guy, he guy goes out in social situations, he's good in social situations and he performs live, how bad can the anxiety be? but I don't think that's true, right? Yeah, I don't like, know. I, I don't like think that's not thought. something a doctor would think. Yeah, that I sounds like was, a worthless thought. Yeah, it was just something I thought of, like, well, maybe they just think that how bad can it be if you, a guy can stand on stage? And it's yeah. like,
0: that's like the only time I feel normal. Bro. That would be, that's like a regular person's thought. That's, that's a regular, not like regular. A, that's not like a medical professional thought. Yeah, that's a me thought. That's <laughs> yeah. like the kind of yeah. thought. Like I, the, I, the doctor's just like, come here, listen, this guy, I'm going to show you, he has a fucking podcast. He was just in there actually. Like a little baby saying he can't talk to people. This guy's full of shit. This guy stood in front of three
1: hundred people. He says he he fucking he says he has panic. He says he gets nervous. <laughs> like who? What's Anxiety he got to be nervous is so about?
6: about? Anxiety's still so context dependent. Like on the phone with you guys right now, I am adrenaline. Like I'm in a fight. I felt less nervous when I was being shot at.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a weird thing though because I. When I got robbed, I didn't feel nervous until like an hour or two after. It. it takes a while, yeah. Like none of it freaked me out in the moment. It was the second time in my life I had a gun pulled at me, right? So like the second time with a gun and I just, I don't think I realized that I was being threatened in that moment. And then, like, two hours later, it was like, holy shit, that was fucking wild what just happened
0: there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they were just trying to get, they weren't trying to kill nobody. No, 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 for sure. You probably picked that up.
1: You probably, you you do pick that up right away when something like that happens. Well, Ben, thanks um, for calling uh, in. Yeah, no problem. Uh, You guys have a good night. You too, buddy. (laughs) I feel like you had something else to say there. I stepped on it. and uh,
6: I mean, I did. I had a short landlord story to tell. Oh, go with. ahead. Go ahead. I tell mean, us your I'm landlord dying. story.
1: Okay. So um, we live
6: in an apartment complex that has like a whole bunch of amenities that they, they sell with the apartment. So they're like, oh, we've got pools. Oh, we've got a clubhouse. Oh, you've got, you know, exercise facilities and a lake and all this shit. Yeah. Um. So I jumped onto the, they, they set up like a, a social media site for the apartment that you have to be signed up for so you can pay the rent, Okay, um, which is just great. Uh, so I jumped on there today uh, to see the status of like whether we can garden or anything like that this year. And uh, I saw people complaining about, uh, well, are you guys going to prorate our rent? Because everything here is closed. Like all the incentives are closed. And they're going to be closed for the foreseeable future. Or are you going to just like, are you going to prorate rents? Are you going to raise rents as normal, even though, you know, that's part of the value of the apartment. And the, the management company is like, well, no, those, those aren't amenities. Those, those aren't things that you pay for as part of your rent. We're providing those as a kindness and a courtesy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they own
1: all the cards,
0: yeah. man. But, no. hey, you yeah. know what? You know, I you know what? You're a nice enough guy. You 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 rent from me. I'm gonna let you use the pool. I got a couple of <laughs> right. rowing machines in there. You can have at it too.
6: I'm like, well, is is it not the rent that's paying for these things? Like, are are you somehow going out of pocket separate from <laughs> from the money you're stealing from everybody? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought that was funny. It was actually egregious enough that the like non-political normies were getting angry.
4: Yeah. So, wow. Uh,
6: that's uh I might have have some organizing opportunity here coming up. Hell there,
1: yeah. Most yeah, it's of easy. The
6: people here are pretty bougie, so it's been hard.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, but you never know. It seems like you could Bougie people have a lot more entitlement than than working class that's people. That's true. Do. That's true. Working class people <laughs> right. scared. And they're also are into like uh coming up with a hashtag and starting an Instagram campaign for something.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd i rather get everybody like not paying that.
0: That's what I mean. That's yeah. I mean. That's the, I might,
6: haven't been able to do it so far.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. It's tough. And it, it's not definitely not easy. You gotta, you gotta just make, you gotta get one person at a time.
1: Right. Well, thanks for calling in, Ben.
0: It was fun. It was good talking to you guys. Uh, have a good week. You I too. It. I hope to. oh, that's hilarious. That's so hilarious. They're like, we bought those fucking exercise machines just so people would... They, nobody uses those things. Why the fuck? We, we can't give them credits for that. And it's like, but when you sold us this place, you said it was one. it was a part of our luxurious yeah. lifestyle. You said this isn't just an apartment. This is a lifestyle That's- with all kinds of amenities. I was supposed to be eating healthier and working out and swimming regularly as part of your rent they probably even said as part of your rent you you know
1: yeah there's an arcade they always say arcade and i always think it's a video game arcade and it's not what is it it's like a fucking maybe sometimes like a pool table in a rental office where nobody would ever want to hang out right
0: you know yeah we used to go i used to go break into these apartments and we used to go play pool at their place yeah nobody used it yeah no who would uh thanks for calling street fight you're the only jump in for tonight but they've been calling.
1: hey terry hey what's up terry how's it going
11: not bad uh i lived in one of those apartments too uh fake ass like uh ad like yeah we have a uh the business center and like <laughs> yes it had like you know porn on it and like uh broken ass center and like like broke ass lock on the door Uh, like it was, it was total bullshit. It was just the people
0: like dumb dumbs like me in there. Some of the that's like when we say some of the the real when the rundown hotels, you'll go there and it'll like you'll turn the business center computer on and it'll be like, please activate your Windows. And you go up and you're like, do you have the the key for Windows? This (laughs) this computer isn't working. They're like, no, we haven't had that for a long time.
11: (laughs) Well, I've got um. I've got, I was uh, turning away from the pandemic stuff and I, like, I've got an older story, um, from, uh, a real piece of shit, uh, boss that I had once. Okay. Oh, uh, it's good to hear. That's good memories. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this happened about a year ago. Um, and I thought I have a friend that works there. So anyway, uh, basically long story short is, uh, this guy stole, uh, stole basically a sale from me. So, I was fucking, uh, Brian, you like this, I was fucking uh, selling uh, gutters. Okay. I know you did roofing for a while. Um, these were Sorry. total bullshit, like $25 a foot uh, gutters. And this was a 100% commission job, um, sales job. Gutter guard, were you doing,
1: like, was it the gutter guard gutters? Cause those are, those are good gutters.
11: Dude, I mean, they were, they were, it was like, it was leaf guard. Uh, yes, something like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've seen them. The company was fucking called Rain Grain. Okay, uh, they were a bunch of fucking yuckle, yuckle- Chuck, But um, basically, so what happened was I was in a probationary like sort of period for like my my beginning sales, and like basically my boss told me numerous times that like if I did basically if I was having problems or basically a call him sent me out there with a the truck and letter and fucking, you know, measure this shit. And I'd never done anything like that before. And, uh, I call him in the middle of the, day, I'll get to, I get up to the house. This fuckers like a McMansion. Right. So it is massive. And I'm there for like seven hours total. Like it took, I, I'm it like measuring, uh, calling him, not knowing what the fuck I'm doing, walk around this whole ass property, uh, getting shit wrong. Um, and then they had a fucking macaw. This this these people did like a bird, like a big ass fucking like three foot tall bird yeah. in their house that would scream as we would as I was fucking trying to go through this like stupid like, you know, sales pitch presentation shit. <laughs> and anyway, dude um first off this company, they hired out this like sales um, training person um named Randy Webb. Uh, you guys can look them up. I, it was, I had trouble finding stuff on him, um, outside of this place, but these videos that I was watching, it was straight up like propaganda, like salesperson propaganda, like close, close, close the whole thing. Um, here are all the psychological tales and tricks. Uh, here's how to like be a fake person. Anyway, my boss is like, he basically just told me to like, seriously, just follow the system, follow the script, whatever, but then like would change up himself. Um, anyway, uh, I go back to this fucking sale and I'm there. He bails on me the day of the sale Said he was going to go on out with me for my first sale, bailed on me. Uh, but I, like, I try to call him a few times, like, I had questions like, you know, what the fuck, you know, Hey, I didn't know if the measurement was right or whatever. Anyway, he just like, it ain't nothing to it. If I was there, I wouldn't, you know, you, 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 I, you know, I wouldn't even need your help. That's what he said to me. And then, um, and then, so I, I fucking end up. Like the wife takes a nap for like two hours, and then I think like they, they kind of like forget I was there. I come back in with all my shit and ready with a presentation and slideshow and everything, and I fucking closed the sale. It, I that it was a fourteen thousand dollars sale, my first sale, fourteen thousand dollars for four gutters. Ooh, yeah, 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 fourteen thousand yeah. dollars. Rain drains was, a good gutter though. I was excited. Twenty five dollars a gutter. That's an expensive ass gutter. Yeah, Put yeah, oh yeah. Foot.
1: Well, you want the best on your McMansion, so,
11: though. It's true, it's true. I mean, the people were nice. I don't want to shit on the customers, but anyway. So I, I, you know, have the paperwork. I filled out, to the best of my knowledge. I call him and tell him, you know, yeah, you know, add a boy, all that bullshit. Go home Friday night. Come back in on Monday morning. Um, and uh, with my paperwork, and he goes, you know we're all excited. He's you know, like slapping me on the back, you know, Hey, slugger, showing me to the fucking sales manager, you know, or the, the general manager and all this shit walking me around the place. Uh, and we sit down to go through my paperwork and, uh, I did the math to figure out what my commission was going to be and it was going to be like 1400 bucks, uh, for this, for the sale. So I was mm-hmm. like pretty fucking excited. Yeah. Like, that's I nice needed money. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, um, uh, he goes, well, no, you were on probation. That was on Friday. Like oh, that you're you're you are yeah. You start this starts on Monday, dude. And guess no. who got the who guess who got the guess who guess who got the fucking fourteen hundred bucks? Yeah, yeah oh, you're your trainer. Oh, dude, my fucking sales manager.
1: Yeah, that dude, I'm on Dave Rodney Webb's Bennett. website. Name and name. Yeah, oh, who was it? Dave Bennett. Dave Bennett. Fuck Dave. you, Dave fuck Bennett. Dave, yeah. I am on Rodney Dave Webb's website. Um. Well, for 20 year, he's a 20 year sales veteran who's affectionately known throughout the industry as the 91% guy. Uh, due to his, due to his unheard of 91% close rate (laughs) on anything, anything more than a third of the replacement 100 corporations have Rodney Webb on speed dial. And he currently serves as a sales coach (laughs) and advisor to several multi-billion dollar conglomerates such as Jiffy Lube, Owens Corning and Capital One Finance. I want to say this, Brett, this is something you might need to hear. Rodney's intuitive and unique training includes his self-proclaimed technique called skillant, of which Rodney defines as a skill that has been practiced or perfected to the level at which it appears to be a talent. Oh! Which is like what a talent is. I love is, it. Though like a t- like a, t- a talent no, talent comes naturally. Skill no. skillants you work for. <laughs> You're a skillant guy now. I'm into skillants. But I mean like you would say I playing I, guitar is a talent. So far, you don't
11: even think I practiced it.
1: Yeah. You would say playing guitar is a yeah. talent, but it does take skill and practice to play a guitar. So technically skillant <laughs> is just talent. I disagree. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he has a Rodney yeah. Webb University too, by the way.
11: Oh yeah, so, I watched all the fucking
1: videos. I got I
0: love it. I mean it's such it's such so great when you can just fly under the radar and you're only known amongst <laughs> like rural sales people it's home improvement sa- he's a home improvement okay. sales
1: expert. So oh, he he, dude. he can
0: sell in yeah, sales dude. how to go to somebody's house, listen to the bird squawk and close the deal. No, but he's saying like any any sort of like he's drywall. No, I know that's what I yeah, mean. But yeah. he's he's but those are all those all revolved around in home appointments. Yeah.
1: He's got a ninety-one percent close rate. They call him the ninety-one percent guy.
11: Yeah. So they, yeah. So they, they sent me out to. Um, they sent me out from to Ohio. Um, I live in South Bend, so uh, they sent me a three-hour away lead. Wow. To like rural, rural Ohio, just over the border, Indiana. Uh, to some guy that seriously just wanted a property. we wouldn't give it to him over the phone. So the yeah. whole deal is we can't give you prices over the phone. Like we, they didn't give you the price because then, you know, the whole, that ruins everything.
1: Yeah. And yeah, also ruins, you get out there. The entire sale. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true too. You tell them the price over the phone. They're like, nah, fuck it. No, thanks. You want to tell them that price right <laughs> to their face. Cause that's when
0: I feel forced to take the damn price. You know, I also have to say though, um, you doing price estimates over the phone is the worst idea ever. Because then you're going to have someone tear an ass into that office to come scream at everybody down there because they were promised something over the phone. And then somebody showed up and said, oh, these gutters are have this weird thing about them that costs more money.
11: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so okay, he, they sent me the, on this one lead that um, like nobody spoke English. And I didn't, I, it was, they, were, they, were, they only spoke Spanish. I didn't speak any Spanish, okay? So I get there. They didn't know this. Um, I get there and like I had to throw all of my plans out the window and, and kind of, you know, just figure out my, my best. So as I'm sitting there at the sales pitch, okay, trying to like do my best to be understood, like more and more family members come in. I'm starting to talk through kids. Um, before I know it, oh, like nightmare. I have about 15, 20 people in the family in there with me talking about, you know, these gutters trying to get money. I call him to tell him about it. and He goes, what, what? They're illegals. That's what he said. Uh, this dude said, fucking, they're illegals. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. So I knew right then. I was like, I am, like, I have, I'm on my own. Yeah. I'm on my own. Like, you know, Uh and eventually I, I sold that one too. Uh, oh and I ended God, up. Eating, dude, uh, you're Mr. 100%. 100%. Yeah. You need to go Mr. 91 Go call said, Rodney Webb. 19, time. So I ended up eating, uh, I ended up eating uh, um, tamales with them, too, and then That's brought awesome. them to my wife. But That's then, fucking you know, awesome. I got, a, I got in a string of uh, no-hitters, you know, not no-hitters, but uh, no-sales, and uh, eventually got shit-canned. Uh, basically, yeah. because it, it, to me, it seemed like uh, he, I was not, was kind of becoming not under his control, and I, I couldn't come to him for fucking help. Like I, Every time like I asked him questions, he seemed fucking threatened by me. And it was just weird. Yeah, you know? but I've yeah. I've had that. I, I, I really couldn't get my fucking like. I couldn't. I had to tell you guys about that fourteen hundred dollars. I realized that like it, that job like fucked me up so much. Fucking Dave Bennett. Like I had. I so I, I was like. I felt like I was out of it for like one of our sales meetings a week, and I just told my like. You know, my my dad was in the hospital. He's since passed, and my mom was getting sick too. And uh, I was like, i you know, hey Dave, sorry if I'm, you know, I'm out of it. My mom's in the hospital. My dad's not ill, and my uh, mom's getting sick." Next sentence was, "Well, we all got to make a living," and then shut the door in my face.
1: Sales dudes like, are what, brutal, man.
11: Are you? Sales is a
1: brutal. Fuckers. Sales is a sales brutal is business. Fun. It's like the most brutal of the business.
0: It's the one job that I haven't done. It's I've never done it. You know, I mean the it, the thing about sales to me, I think, is what I found is that it wears on you. Yeah. In that like, it is in the, yeah. in the beginning, you don't know what's going on and you're just like saying this stuff and it's enough lies. It's enough of the company's lies that the the fish are biting. But once you get in there and people start asking you questions that make sense and you start to see the way that your job is fucking them over or taking advantage, or once people start giving up uh, like reasonable responses, you start giving in and you just get beaten down unless you have that fucking that Mr. Ninety one percent. Unless you have a yeah, unless you can be <laughs> can a shithead all the time and run in there and keep lying to people's faces just to get your commission check. Cause I remember like I don't think this doesn't pertain to your job, but I was selling I was selling shit and was doing amazing at the beginning, but once people started mm-hmm. giving return, once people started returning, once people started canceling, and once people started sending me emails saying that the product I sold them was a fucking lemon <laughs> and that they lost all this money <laughs> and shit, it was really hard for me to go in the next day and grab a Red Bull and do five five <laughs> deals that day, you know?
11: <laughs> right. I mean, was yeah, it yeah, a yeah, lemon? Were you, they, they're throwing you- They're throwing your rockstar energy jinks to pump you up. Here, man, take three. Yeah, but were you, you selling? Were
0: you selling like yeah, was a bad shit. product? I was selling a horrible scam product. It Hell. Was, yeah. It was <laughs> okay. Awful. Okay. Yeah. It's a big part of the industry of, of insurance and the people that are good at yeah. it, uh, make a lot of money from it. But my job as a salesperson was convincing these local dopes that are just small time insurance agents that they're going to be able to compete and get these online sales and online leads. And they would just get tore up. We, we you know, we would charge them $10 a name and they'd take $600 worth of names and never make a fucking sale, fuck, you know? Fuck. And because there was, com- yeah, I mean, because, because the pro- the names we were selling them was sent out to eight other insurance agents, including other companies that were selling it to other people. And they're hooked up to dialers that will just harass the shit out of people all day long. And I'm on the phone, you know, telling, you know, um, fucking some guy out in the, the suburbs of New York that you know this is going to change his business and that I have all of this great information for him. And and then he would call me, and then he would try to get a hold of me. And the, the scummy thing about my company was that salespeople were never allowed to talk to anybody after the sale was made. They, <laughs> they just kept saying like, you make the oh, sales.
11: Gonna, no, they're going to fuck it up. You to stop talking.
0: Yeah, they're like, we have customer service. They, ta- they get transferred to an account manager that manages them. And basically all the account managers did was say, ah, yes, our product is really bad, but we will give you a discount on it. Or they, you know, they would just strong, strong arm them into trying more and harder. You know?
1: Yeah, they'll give more money yeah. or, or maybe a few more leads
11: for cheaper. Yeah. Fuck. Or promise. He sent me out on like, an, in, an install to see how they were done. I'm telling you, and this was another McMansion. Uh, it was two guys, two fucking guys doing doing this doing he's i'm talking up on 40 foot ladders uh no safety equipment like holding up the gutter as they're both walking up the ladder you know and like i'm sitting there like what the fuck is this shit like yeah. how dangerous does it need to be well Especially a lot of that work. amount of money too
1: a lot of that work they find the people on like a craigslist or something it's like with the uh, asphalt. Like the people that do the asphalt, I'm sure it's like a pretty professional sounding business when you call to see who can do the asphalt at your, at your, uh, in your parking lot. But then they go, you know, find people that need $8 an hour, like right now to get paid that day yeah, so that they can then install it and shit. Um, well, thanks for calling in. That was really interesting. I'd love to talk more about sales.
11: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> well it's, it's, it's disheartening too. <laughs> Yeah, like Brett said. Yeah,
0: you still yeah. sale? You in sales uh, still?
11: Oh hell no. <laughs> well, no, actually, right now, right now, I'm doing de- I'm doing delivery. I kind of have like found my way into that now. So all right, and actually, that's been that's been not bad. Well, delivery sounds no better, yeah. better than sales. Delivery is
0: better than sales.
1: Yeah. Well, have a have a great night.
0: Uh, you too, guys. You have a great evening. Mm-hmm. Peace out. We need more sales it?
1: callers. I we do, need more people we don't that have, do sales.
0: Yeah, we don't do a show for sales. We do a show for sales dropout people for sure. But we need to find somebody that uh, I, I I do think I know of one actually. I would love to just sit and talk to a salesperson for an hour
1: as like a thing. I would do a mini series about salespeople to tell you the truth. I would be interested in that as well. Like we could probably, I'm sure we'll, we can find a bunch of salespeople.
0: Yeah. Cause there's different, I mean, there's so many different realms of it from like the, the Verizon booth at the mall to, you know, b2b stuff that's behind the scenes for shit that you've never even heard of you know Yeah, let's let's fucking and like think appointment about setting is a big one too that's like a <laughs> that worth that a lot of like money one. yeah that's a write your own paycheck job they're like i just need i i got i got jobs out the ass i just need someone to set up more of them come, <laughs> come make a million dollars by setting up appointments for me the best gutter hanger in the world <laughs> mr 92 percent 91.
1: I'm no I'm 92. This guy also uh B I T W hashtag B I T W. He he uh best in the world. Oh cool. He uh he got the uh he got the patent or the trademark for hashtag best in the world. Like he, the whole I mean I wish I had that without the hashtag but with the word hashtag. Wait but then he can write hashtag so he says hashtag out loud. Got it. You know what I'm saying? No. What did you say one he more got time? The trademark for hashtag best spelled in the world the words, hashtag best in the world all spelled out or BITW both. I, I believe because okay. that's what it says. Hashtag BITW. He does hashtag BITW. Yeah. His his whole thing is best in the world. We gotta look into this Rodney guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm excited about it. Yeah,
0: I mean I wanna let's know. take the a best sales is. seminar. I want to know what the best in the world is up to. I want to take a sales seminar. We should do it for the show. For the, the TV show. It's good content for the show. Yeah, let's do it for the TV show. How can we do this? We All can right. figure it out. All right. This is not the time to be playing do show planning. Yeah, Maybe tomorrow yeah. when we're doing that. Yeah, As this a, is the time to end <laughs> the show. Thanks for listening. We are Street Fight Radio. We will see you. On Wednesday, uh, maybe before that, um, I, I have a setup here to do some streaming, uh, maybe that'll happen. Uh, if you want to play games with me, I am awake from midnight till 5 in the morning <laughs> on Steam, just punching away at board games by myself. So uh, if you buy that board game pack and you want to join me, I will be around. Um, you can also find us on social media, Street Fight WCRS. On Twitch, where StreetFight Radio. Uh, if you want more of what we do, including bonus content, we've been doing a lot. We've been doing a bonus video every single week. Um, I think we just did a... There's Undercover Boss. There's a Shark Tank. All kinds of stuff coming up in the video uh, realm. Um, we have zines in the works right now. I just saw some new covers. Uh, we've got... Bonus audio. Brian's doing holy boys at the moment. So you can listen to some of your favorite podcasters, uh, talk about, you know, religion in their lives and how it affected them. And also shout out to, uh, Terrence, uh, Terrence Ray from Trillbillies and Sean KB from the Antifada. They did a really good podcast called year zero, um, where they talked about some book, That was really smart and uh, made sense to me and I didn't have to read the book. So I really appreciated that. And it was, uh, it was calming, you know, it was, uh, it was the, the topic of the book was basically looking at history in like a thousand year term and uh, paying attention to, you know, what artisans in Genoa were going through like a hundred years ago and, you know, how, how little and insignificant we are all in the grand scheme of things uh, and, and finding, you know, where your place in history is. So uh, shout out to Sean and Terrence. You did a great job. That's on the Trillbillies feed. It's called Year Zero. We are Street Fight Radio. We'll see you Wednesday night when we street fight. Peace.